Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Thursday, the 30th day of March 2023. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. That is me. Hello, hello, hello. There's Nelson. Can you believe it's Thursday already? Uh, and your phone number, 916-909-0985, at Listen to the BS on the Instagram and Facebook, always on your Odyssey app, and you can download the podcast there or on the Bailey Show dot com aftershock passes in your pocket uh, end of this hour uh if you want to play nothing personal just stick around and we got a pair of them to give out to you and you can play and it'll be the first time that we've done nothing personal in the studio yes it will be which i'm very excited about because it's like one of my favorite games ever and not to say that i didn't enjoy doing it on you know on the road but i enjoy doing it in the studio better yeah, you get more of the sound effects in here better. I can I can concentrate on the <laughs> nuts and bolts of the stories, these misconnections <laughs> that we find in the Sacramento section of a super seeker website. <laughs> and I can pay attention to it. Yeah, and you can do your noises and sounds and people can hear it very crisply. That's right. Yeah. And later on in the show, um, towards the end of the show actually, like around 6 o'clock, uh, a buddy of mine, some of you might know him, some of you may not. He's the most interesting person you could ever listen to. His name is Brad Meltzer. He's a New York Times bestseller. He's also uh, Brad Meltzer's Decoded, Law, uh, Lost History, both shows on History Channel. I'm a big history guy, right? Um, and Brad Meltzer, it doesn't get more awesome than him. I've known him for a very long time. And uh, some of uh, any time that I've ever talked to Brad Meltzer in a public forum, let's just say, Everybody falls in love with him, especially if you, even if you don't know him. Yes, because he's so smart and interesting. Let's put it this way. The United States government goes to Brad Meltzer to help them with anything and things. He knows stuff that no one else knows, and he's, he's just a public servant, you know, but uh, he's, he's a good dude, and he also writes, like, children's books and all kinds of stuff. So, anyway, Brad Meltzer a little bit later on. And now I know Aftershock's big passes, right? It's a big deal. Everybody wants to go in October at Discovery Park in Sacramento. Everybody's excited to see GNR and 311 and Pantera, of course, uh, just to name a few. But our Sacramento Kings won last night. They did. So exciting. So the 16 year hiatus is donezo. It's over with. Beating up on the Portland Trailblazers 120 to 80. I was watching the game at La Popular. Oh, how was that? Mexican uh, place, like a fancy pants Mexican place. Okay. In Roseville. But, uh, you know, I'm not a big fancy pants guy, but I went with the boss man, Aaron. <laughs> you know, and he's kind of fancy pants. He is very fancy pants and snooty. Yeah, a little snooty, a little bougie. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, I, I took him to the new house, and he wouldn't let me stay there because he's hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. we got to get to the game. Kings are starting. Kings are starting. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. So we go to the bar. We sit at the bar like dudes do. And we order some fancy pants Mexican stuff. 
phenomenal food. Probably one of the best drinks I've ever had made for me. What did you get? What do you think I got? Oh, you got your usual smooth oh. this and that and that with a splash of pineapple? Vodka, soda water, lemon and lime with a splash of pineapple. Oh, uh, but they made it taste different? It's just it's just how you make it. I don't know. Okay. So if you give, give it some love, some people... Some bartenders give you more love than other bartenders. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so we're watching the game, and you know, the Kings pretty much had control of it. Through it, you, you want as a Kings fan, right? You want it to, even if you're not at the Golden One Center, you want them to win at home. You, it's just, it's just something about your 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 team winning on the road. You feel like it's like your kid getting an award at camp. You're not there to celebrate it with them. Or her. Because more people are at the stadium when you're at home because they're there than when you're away. So I think your cheering section is louder. Well, of course. I mean, who you're talking to the dumbest people on earth. Of course that's the case. Yeah. So that's why you want to be home around your people, the feel good, the everything. They might have had a parade afterwards. Who knows? I'm talking about as a fan. You know, even if you're not there, right, you want it to be home because you, you want them to be you, – you, you, you want people to be outside and be excited. And you see after the game – I mean, the game was over – minutes well before the fourth quarter ended and you know coach brown is like yeah you know smiles you got a smile out of them and you know the players but it wasn't like this over over the top excitement and these guys got to be cool comic like they're just like we got bigger things to do i know that's the mentality right but for a 16 year hiatus to be broken that's a big to do you should celebrate you should take some time take a breath yeah but do you want to just like you want to feel like you're not losing the moment, but at the same time, you don't want to get all caught up in the fact that it's, oh, it's you've snapped this, but that's nothing if we don't go farther. I'll tell you what I'd be thinking. If I were a professional basketball player playing on the Sacramento Kings, and last night when the game was over and the final buzzer sounded, I'm thinking of what kind of bonus I'm getting. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So you're not even excited about the feat you've just done. I am. I'm very excited, but you can only be excited about something that already exists for so long. Does that make any sense? Think about it. I'm trying to think. Um, hold about on, it. let me marinate on it. Something has happened for so long, like That's just going to the playoffs. So you win, right? Like Christmas. Okay. Sure. What's better than Christmas Day? Oh. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yes. Why is Christmas Eve so great? Because of the anticipation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, about if you're a kid, 9, 9.30 in the morning, day mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah, you've opened it's up over. all your stuff. You got, you're, now you're cleaning stuff up. You got to go get yeah. dressed for food, and you got to go over to this person's house, and then, and then you're, drag, you're dragged all around town. And it Christmas Day sucks. Like after 9 a.m. as a kid, it's not fun. Can't even play with your stuff because you got to do all this other stuff. It's, it's like right. chores you got to do. That's why Christmas Eve is better than Christmas Day. I've always said that. So when my my point was is when you win something, it's very exciting, and then it's over. So oh. they won. The buzzer sounded, and now Jason number fifty four that plays for the Kings. I'm going. How much am I getting in my bonus money? Because you know these guys get like when they go to the playoffs, they get paid extra money. You understand oh, that, right? I didn't know that. I had no idea they got paid extra yeah. money for that. Yeah, and, yeah. And then does it go up like per round, or is yeah. it like the same and then at the end it's more? Yeah, it goes up per round. Now I asked because uh, I was curious about. I did not know this. I asked D'Lo over at uh, ESPN thirteen twenty D'Lo and KC because uh, they're the masters at talking about this kind of yes. stuff. Yes, <laughs> but I was curious, uh, you know, how they divvy it up. So, for example, like when the Warriors um, won last year. 
it was reported that they had just under $28 million as prize money. And it's it's this is all based off of the NBA player playoff pool, right? And the pool determines how teams in the league will be paid at the end of the season. And every round it goes up, right? You reach the play, uh, said the teams reach the playoff stage, receive about 320000 and then it goes up to like 640000 oh, so on and sheesh. so forth. And then Hurricane. in 2021, when the Bucks won, they got $22 million. And that's a split between the teams. So that's what I asked Elo. I okay. said, how does it how does it get divvied up? You'd think like the star player should get more. I'm getting 40%. You guys figure out the rest. <laughs> now it's not the case. It's even between everybody. He says it's even between everyone. So the dude that doesn't even play is getting a bonus. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's how- me, 54. I'm never playing. <laughs> it's not like when the water boy gets a ring. Exactly. Well, I don't. I think actually the water boy would be more important than the guy that never plays. Right? <laughs> yeah, making he's good doing points. Something. The guy's making sense. He's he's in the, he's in the game. He's doing something. Right? <laughs> he's doing something. So that's what I would be. I'd be like I wouldn't even be the sixth man. I'd be like the the the, the ninth man. <laughs> I I'm, would too. I'm the guy at the end of the bench that they don't even get to to give me a high five. <laughs> he's still gonna get paid. <laughs> but I'm still gonna get my share of twenty two million dollars if they win the whole thing, or uh, more than that because every year it's gone up. So it might, it's probably going to be closer. It's going to be over $28 million. That's awesome. And I don't know how many you know people it's got to be divvied up because it's not just the players. I'm a, No, it would be just the players. It's a player pool. So it's nothing to do with the coaches. And then that doesn't affect like salary cap. They don't get taxed on no. it or something. Like, you well, know I'm sure I mean? they get taxed on it, but I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't know. But that's awesome. So I'm looking at the guys last night. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, they're not that excited because it just happened. They knew it was going to happen. They knew that they were going to win. Because they had a lot of chances still left. Well, other than that, Portland's not the great of a basketball team. Okay. So they knew that they were going to win. And then the, I, I'm looking at all these guys and I'm going, they're just thinking about how much money they just made. I guarantee it. I, I would have been excited about that. I guarantee you, the guy just says, I just made $50,000. Let's go. It's like winning the first round of the U.S. Open. You get... Or losing the first round of the U.S. Open. You still get like $25,000. Oh, my gosh. Just making it there. How if I could just make it? Tennis one. The tennis you. All you want to do. <laughs> just make it. All right. At any time, uh, and we do welcome your participation uh, at any time for this program, 916-909-0985. Uh, I'm going to share something very, very personal from inside of Club BS, or Airbnb that... Myself, Nikki D, and Nelson share. I don't know. Personal and private. I don't know what they were. I think I know what they were doing. I just have never heard anyone doing it this way. And Nelson and I got scared. So I'm not going to tell you who it was, (laughs) but I'm just telling you, Nelson and I got scared. Okay? 916 909 0985. I'll tell you a story here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. I forgot to mention this. I got on the tangent of the Kings winning and whatnot, but because the Kings won, we're going to do something special later on uh, on the program about 450-ish if you want to stick around where you can win something that, uh, if you are a Sacramento Kings fan, will be near and dear to your heart. Okay, And I, this is an exclusive thing that no one else on any other radio station, even the sportsy talky radio stations are doing. We have gotten something that's very, very special for you. I love having exclusives. It's exclusivity. Exclusive. Exclusivity. That's the name of it. All right. So we all live together, right? Club, club, club BS. 
<laughs> a little BS. <laughs> it's like the real world. And uh, it's an older home, three bedroom, well, two and a half. <laughs> Nelson's bedroom is a pullout couch, which he, I don't yeah. know where he sleeps. I think he, uh, he hang from the ceiling. What do you do? I have a, uh, I, I folded the couch back up and I use a air mattress. Okay. And Nikki's uh, room is next to mine. The walls are very thin. I think they're thin. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they are thin. This is an older house. Actually, I think the walls are thick. It's just what I heard today was out of control. <laughs> I am, those walls are thin. I can hear you and Nelson every little move you make in those rooms. So I'm sitting there on my, my little computer and doing some work early. It was early this morning, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like 8.30, 9 or something. It was before 9 o'clock. Yeah. Sitting there doing this, and, and I hear screaming. And I'm thinking that Nikki and Nelson got in a fight. I'm like, all right, it's, it was bound to happen. <laughs> no I, I got to go separate this. <laughs> so I just hear Nikki, Nikki's voice. I hear Nikki D just screaming, yelling, blah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to text her. I'm going to text Nelson <laughs> because I ain't going out there. And so I text Nelson and he says, I said, everything okay out there? He goes, yeah, everything okay back there. Right. <laughs> And I go, oh, do you hear it too? He says, yeah. <laughs> I said, come in here now. So he, he's in the kitchen working. So he comes down the hallway and he comes in, he comes, he opens my bedroom door and, and I, and I stick my head out and Nikki is yelling at God in her room, yelling, furious with the man. It's called praying, not yelling. That is the most aggressive praying I have ever heard in my entire life in America. Is, was it not aggressive? God, I gotta tell you! I'm telling you right now! It was like it was like she was cutting a wrestling promo. Just because you have never heard a person oh, pray for real, I'm so sorry for you. You listen here, brother! God, I'm gonna see you this Saturday in the ring! SoFi Stadium! It's me and you one-on-one! Right here, right now! Because when I tell you something... You can go to your three wise men all you want, but I'll tell you the three keys to being a world heavyweight champion, God, and that is prayer, and that is repent, and that is giving the nuns money on the streets. And I do all those things. That's why I'm going to take you down, take you down, Chinatown. Amen. Hallelujah, God. No, turn that music off, Nelson. It scared us. You scared us. Listen, I have a friend that is going through something very traumatic right now, and my friends know that when they have tough life issues, they call me for prayer. So this morning when I woke up, the first thing I saw on my phone was, I need you to please call me and pray. So we had to do some work this morning. After work was done, I went in my room to my own private area and called my friend and my spiritual mother, and we prayed for her. You might need to get some mattress pads. <laughs> for what? The acoustics. <laughs> extremely uncomfortable. I don't. I mean, you can do all you want and pray, but I mean, you need your own room. Like, I, I was like, in my own room. No, 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 no. Like wing. Yeah, yeah wing. <laughs> house, maybe even. <laughs> I normally do this in my own house in the privacy of my home. Section of Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Conference room, <laughs> rubber room, <laughs> jail cell. You need some. You Nelson comes in. You know Nelson's always huffing and puffing and sweating, and you know he walks in. He's like, oh, oh, oh. 
I, I thought I thought Nikki D beat him up. <laughs> I said, you okay, man? You okay? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, I'm just checking on you too, man. I, I hear it too. I was oh like, look. So we, we open up the door like quietly, you know, like we're sneaking around. It's, it's like nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning, right? We open up the door and she's so loud, her door is moving. No, it's not. It was like the wood was bubbling. <laughs> God, I got to tell you, if you don't help my friend, I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass on you. <laughs> no. I'm going to take you down to Bethlehem. <laughs> My prayers are highly requested. People even ask me to pray on my stream. Like, people need prayer. Like, that's when what you're I do. on the toilet? No, when I'm on my stream, on my oh, phone. Oh, online. Oh. Yeah. Like, people request prayer from me all the time. Oh, my God. It's just. You don't care for that? I just. I need form. more of that, though. Give me a little more. Ask him. God, my friend! <laughs> really, Nelson? What's your friend's name? Let's call him Tyrese. My friend, Tyrese! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you gave Tyrese genital herpes. Tyrese reached out to me on his sidekick. You guys. And he shot me a text. Y'all going to hell. In a handbasket. He said, you yell at God for giving me genital herpes. So God, I'm yelling at you right now. Do you hear me? It's Nikki D. to be ashamed of yourself. You hey, woman. Right? It's amen. I didn't know if it's like it's still you, still, amen. you say woman instead of just no, amen. No, it's still amen. Nelson, you need to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, these what? lessons been rubbing off on you what? left and right. I'm not. I'm not and you uh, over there cracking jokes. Okay. How am I? You're going to need some of this prayer one day. And guess who you're going to call? <laughs> Old Nikki D. And I'm going to remember this day. You know how she went? <laughs> <laughs> you know how she wins the match? She blinds her opponent by throwing holy water in their eyes. Oh, that's her gimmick. No, no, not at all. Turn that off, Nelson. I cannot believe y'all. This was my own private things going on in my private room, and you guys are intruding on my privacy. All right. Your finishing move's called the blessing bomb. Oh my gosh. No, it's not. It's called Amen. We close out prayer, and people feel better. They have revelation. They can go on with life. Things are released off of them. Okay. Well, that's okay? great for them. But for Nelson and I, we have PTSD. You don't have PTSD. Just so, mind your own business. That's I, not hard. It is my business when you're making the walls shake because you're <laughs> screaming, cutting a wrestling promo on God. I was doing no it's the oddest thing. thing. I, I mean, like, I've only seen it on Netflix, you know, like for people doing this. Yes. They were caught, uh, caught by the spirit, is what they say. You know what I was worried about is that she was going to come out kissing rattlesnakes. You know those people that do that. What? That's how you. I'm that's... not no voodoo hoodoo person now. No, that's a real thing. They, you know, the people in the church that kiss the rattlesnakes and. Oh so yeah, that's... that's not voodoo. No, it's not voodoo. Mm-mm. I don't know what that is, but I don't. Ah, know that. you were angry. You know who I would not want to be today? God. <laughs> <laughs> Any other day of the week, I'm in. But not today. Not after Nikki D gets a hold of you. Oh, my God. Hell no. Or well, not hell no, but Hades, no. <laughs> First round of headlines, please. I'm going to tell you what strange requests Chinese college students received and who may be facing federal charges for dolphin harassment. All right, two big stories from today. It's headlines. Don't forget, here in about 20 minutes, Aftershock passes. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. Top two. Headlines, read all about it. 
Here we go. Two big stories from today. Get learned a little bit. Miss Nikki D, go ahead. Chinese colleges gave their students a weird but sweet request. H1. So colleges in China have asked their students during spring break to not just go and hook up with one another, but they want them to get to know each other and actually fall in love. This request may seem a little weird, but the country right now is seeing a drastic decline in their birth and marriage rates. So I guess they're trying to give them a little boost and a little inspiration to go out and populate the country. I did. I thought they were overpopulated and they told people they had to stop having kids. Well, the problem became that you had the one child policy and then they were going out of their way to find out if that one child was a boy or a girl and now they're yeah overpopulated but they can't make another generation now because there are so many more men than there are women right they got rid of the girls Mm -hmm. like we you know don't know where they went they just disappeared all of a sudden they stopped happening because they wanted the boys for the military Mm -hmm. yeah weird place over there. very weird weird place so now they're like all right look Nobody's hanging out at the parks anymore. <laughs> we didn't think about this 20, 30, 40 years ago. No, it's always what happens, how you get a bonus right in front of you. So college kids go to the, I don't know what the Chinese equivalent of Panama City Beach, Florida is, and hit up Spinnakers in Club La Vila and not only find somebody and hook up with them and have one of those drunken college nights, but we are going to pay for your marriage. They we need to stay together. We need you to get married. Uh, that's just very odd, very very odd. But they should have thought about that before when they, you know, I, I thought thought that was them. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't yep. want. They also, you, you have to like uh, ask somebody about a haircut. Like you can only get like a certain haircut over there. I thought that was North Korea. Was that North Korea? It might be China as well. You you might be right. And there's a book of like thirty haircuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but for sure North the, Korea is that. The go to is the like the bowl cut. Uh huh. If you got the bowl cut, you're you're good. You can walk around. Do you think that's the one where it's like two whatever yen cheaper or whatever the the dollar is for them? Like, like the government's got something with the barbers. Uh huh. Like, hey, knock a couple couple whatevers off of this. <laughs> we want it. We want more people to have bowl cuts around here. <laughs> did y'all ever experience spring break? Did you when you were younger? No, never. Never did a spring break. Never did. Oh, a that's spring a shame, break. Nelson. No. Oh, that's a shame too. Spring break was fun. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I had a strict parent, so I, I couldn't do all that extra when, stuff. When is it? I don't have my kids. It's in April. Yeah, well, my daughter and my wife get here tomorrow. It starts tomorrow after school. Yeah, it starts tomorrow. At least mm-hmm. for them. I mean, I don't know here. It might but be it's still time. April. It goes through April 1st mm-hmm. through like the 9th. Yeah, but college spring break. Mm -hmm. That's real spring break. That's the one I want. That's still not around April time frame? No, no, yeah, I know, but I'm talking about as far as the party goes. Can I enroll fast enough that I can have a legitimate college spring break? Yeah, go (laughs) University of Phoenix. (laughs) Some people say that's the online college, like uh, uh, the Harvard of online colleges. (laughs) Go fighting Phoenixes. No, seriously. You're like, show up at uh, you know Daytona Beach or something, you know, a hot spot for spring breakers, and we're, we're, you know make up some Greek letters and put them on a tank top. <laughs> Don't you go out there with them kids, Nelson. I got a Phoenix tattoo. <laughs> Look at that. You were born to go to the University of Phoenix. Funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you like oh one God. of my old fraternity jerseys. You can go as a Sigma Chi. You'll find a lot of fellow Sigma Chis out there. Love it. And it might be a little snug. But uh, you go out there. <laughs> right. It'll be a look for sure. That was the best spring break hours uh, I ever did was uh, Panama City Beach. This was like 96, I think. 
Uh, it was so much fun. I had a blast. But won't he get beat up if you do that? You can't put on fraternity letters that you're not a part of. Correct. It's like a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they'll beat. They'll I, beat them up. I know. I was trying to get Nelson beat up. I know. I was. I wasn't going to tell him. That. Dang. You Nelson. should have kept your mouth shut. That would have been <laughs> a great story for the day he got back. <laughs> All right. Next headline, please. A few swimmers found out that harassing dolphins is a crime. H two. Federal law requires people to stay 50 yards away from dolphins. That law went into effect on the 28th of October, 2021. So there's a group of 33 swimmers in Hawaii, and and you can see this video from a drone. And it looks like they're snorkeling. But what they're doing is they're actually swimming up behind a group of dolphins. Now, I had no idea that swimming behind dolphins in the wild is a law, but apparently it is a federal law. And the police officers from shore, like radio or, or phoned out to them some kind of way, like telling them to get away from the dolphins. So once they got back to shore, they were met by the police and they're facing federal charges for swimming around these dolphins. You know, if you've ever, have you ever swam with dolphins before? <clears throat> no, I've never got okay. to do it. So they'll tell you, don't touch, they're horny. They'll, they'll, they'll attack you, like sexually attack you if you touch their no-no spots. Really? Mm-hmm. True story. I know that. Yeah. Who is touching their no-no spots? Well, you don't know what it is. You just want to touch or rub on them because they're, they're dolphins. Yeah, but they're not, it's not up here. It's under here. Oh, I mean, at you're, the bottom. You're a little too, you're, 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 you're shoot, overshooting your target. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was swimming with a dolphin, I'd probably, you know, rub the top. I wouldn't be all up under their bottom part. That's what I mean, because you would assume that's where the no-no spot would be. I don't know about a no-no spot. That wouldn't even cross my mind. And then your hand gets sucked in. And you're like, oh, that's oh. what is that? And same with a, sp- a stingray. You go and feed stingrays like in the Cayman Islands or something because they're kind of. I've done that before. You know, you Never. know, and you they, they say when you feed them to close your hand uh, versus having your thumb up. Because mm-hmm. if you're and I, of course, what I what did I do? Put your thumb up. I did. And it just sucks it right up in there. Ooh. It's, it's not easy to get out. Well, dolphins normally, if you're in the ocean or anything like that, they swarm around you anyway. So for you not to be able to go where they are was shocking for me. Guys will understand this analogy. It's kind of like when you're still trying to learn how to have sex and you decide to try it with the jets on a hot tub. That suction feeling, same thing. Okay. Got no, it. No, Picture. No, no. Get yourself caught. In something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have the equipment to Nobody's get caught. Nobody's understanding that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aftershock, if you want to go, October 5th through the 8th, Discovery Park, Sacramento. That's what we got. We need two players, so we're going to do nothing personal. This is where we go to the misconnection section of a super secret special website. All these stories are right here in our own backyard, Sacramento, and maybe one of them is you. You, with the help of Nikki D, are going to tell me, Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. All right? But I do need two players. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Nothing personal here next. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Hey, girl or dude, won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexist? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Welcome back to the program. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there is Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson. Mm-hmm. And we've got Aftershock Passes. It's a big deal. It's a big ticket. I know you're excited. Uh, October 5th to the 8th, Discovery Park in Sacramento. GNR, Avenged Sevenfold, 311, Godsmack, Pantera, Limp Bizkit, Tool Corn. The list goes on and on and on. Courtesy of Danny Wimmer presents, you can purchase those at AfterShockFestival.com 
or someone is going to win a pair right now. And we'll have another pair tomorrow to give out uh, with uh, Game of Tones, right? All right, where am I going here? Okay, we got Richard in Elk Grove. How are you, Richard? I'm doing well. Yourself? Excellent. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's nice Great. that you asked. You know, a lot of times radio listeners, you know, the host will say, how are you? And they'll say, fine. But they'll never reciprocate. Like, they won't ask how I'm doing. Nobody cares about what I'm, how I am, right? <laughs> Except for you, Richard. And that's sweet. I, I appreciate that. Amen. Yeah, thank you. All right, your competition is Josh and Sack. How are you, Josh? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Again, see, guys asking how we're doing, too. Exactly. You guys are just too sweet, man. I, this is not real. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen an audience like this, ever. You guys are just too good. Okay, so uh, Nikki D is going to play with both of y'all, right? So just listen to the story and then pick out things that are going to decide, is it man for man, man for woman, woman for man, or woman for woman, Okay. All right. All right. Richard, you were up first, so you are going to go first. Here is the story for nothing personal, first one. <clears throat> A little louder. Yeah. Longshot Capital Athletic Club, Wednesday night. You were in black, Sacramento downtown. Watched you crush it in the gym tonight. You were there twisting and pushing that tight body to its limits. You looked good, really good, during your workout, but even better, in the sauna after. One thing missing was these hands working out the rest of your kinks. When you're ready for this rubdown, come and get it. Man for woman, woman for man, man for man, or a woman for woman. 60 well, seconds. Capo, yeah, Capo Athletic Club and uh, going in the sauna. I'm kind of leaning toward man for man. I'm hoping. Man for man. Okay, so I chose man for woman because uh, they described it as pushing and twisting. I kind of put those as like women things in the gym. And then to go on the sauna after. Not that men don't go on a sauna, but pushing, twisting, saunaing. I just took that kind of as maybe a little womanly. So I did man for woman. Do, do they have co-ed sauna there? I don't know. Do they have? I don't know. See, see, Capital Athletic Club a long time ago, I think, was only guys, but that's gone bye bye, I think. But oh, yeah, I can go see, with you know, that. a little insight. So, yeah, do you want to do man for saying. woman or man for man? I'll, I'll do what you said, woman for man. Or, you know, man for woman. Excuse man me. for woman? Yeah, All right. do, Good yeah. answer. Is that what you're going with? Yep, that's right. it. I love it. You guys are so smart. That's not right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Josh for the steal. <laughs> Make some sense out of this. Nikki D is going to help you out, I guess, too. I don't know. It was pretty dumb what you did before. but No, I don't think it was sense. dumb. But, you know, Richard did give us a little insight on this athletic Ooh. club being a male's only club. So it, it very well No, could it's not be. what he said. You have to listen. He said it used to be that. I just Way said that. You did not. You said it is now. It used to be a club, uh, all male. I know what I said. So I'm choosing <laughs> that it might be man for man. She's all tired today, guys. You know why? Because she was yelling at God earlier. <laughs> She's all spent now. Uh, I'm thinking man for man, guys. Yeah. That's what you think, Josh? Of course. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Man for man? Yes. That's yeah. What okay. Josh said. Man for man. Yeah, that's not right either. So you, for man, it? you gotta you well you got hold on richard you have a 50 50 shot if you don't get it well you know you gotta I'm chalk go to this Josh. one up as dum-dums but you, you have a 50 50 shot at this richard 
I'll, I'll uh, okay. So I'll the only and, yeah, go ahead. So the only option we have now, of course, is is going to be a woman for a woman or a woman for a man. Everything Richard, okay? You all right? Man, huh? What do you think? Is that Josh? Is that are you okay? I'm here. Yeah, sorry. What, what is that in the background? You like in the middle of a protest? No, uh, someone was yelling at. Uh, I'm in a parking lot. Oh, okay. Well, tell you scream at them. Scream back at them. Say shut up. I'm live on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you going with? All right, Richard. I, I'm. I don't know. I'm still kind of leaning towards same sex. So if it's not man for man, it may be woman for woman. But I'm gonna let you make the final decision on this. All right. Need an oh, answer. Goodness. Moving on. I'll, I'll do the other one. The, what was it? Man for woman. Woman for man. Woman for man. Mm-hmm. Three. I'll say woman for man. Woman for man. That's your answer? Yeah, why not? That's wrong. Come on, guys. It yeah, makes me... Wow. It says, <laughs> of course there's no co-ed saunas. What's wrong with you people? Richard, you had it. Dang it it doesn't exist. Co-ed saunas don't know. exist. No. Co-ed saunas Dang do exist. I know you're... No, they don't. I know you're new to the gym I've world. I sat in a sauna with a man, and he offered me water. That's well. He shouldn't have been there, right? Oh, well, he was. Well, he was transgender. <laughs> he was a pronoun. All right. Dang it! No, I, I knew that. No points. Oh, Board is yours, Josh. Here we go. Do better this time, guys. Come on. Amazon <laughs> driver in West Sac. It wasn't just boxes you were delivering yesterday, if you know what I mean, because you were hauling the goods and you were definitely prime. That uniform was securing your precious cargo nicely, if you know what I mean. I know you weren't just smiling to me nice, not the way your eyes drank my whole body in after you caught me staring. Tell me the part of the Southport area that I was in and that you stole my heart. Oh, 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 oh. Man for woman, woman for man, man for man, or woman for woman. 60 seconds. Josh, he's going to rest. I'm going to go woman for man. All right, Josh. Uh, I actually had woman for man as well because she said that he had precious cargo, which is only one thing that I can think of that you're going to describe on a man. And the verbiage of drinking my body in, that's like something you'd have a man eyeing you down. So I also thought it was a woman for a man for those reasons. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what you're going with, woman for man? Yes. Right. Josh? Yep. Yeah. That was an easy one. Okay. Yeah. That was an easy one. That's that's not right. You gotta be kidding me. Okay. Richard, we're the steal. <sighs> Let's flip it. Man for woman. There you go. No. Or is it two men? If is it man for man? Ooh, that's a real good answer. I like that one. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with first instinct. Okay. Yeah, that's what you should yeah. do. Man for woman, right? <laughs> yep. Just just straight out of the gates with it. I like that one. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Josh, you got a 50-50 shot. We're back at where we were just like a couple minutes ago. All right, Josh, it's oh. man for man. I'm telling you. It's gotta be. Yeah, precious cargo. Man for man. Man for man. Mm -hmm. Josh, man for man. That is absolutely 100% correct. All right. Well, I got to say, you know, precious cargo for a guy is boobs. So, you know. You what's that now? Precious cargo, from a guy's point of view, would be boobs. So it didn't just have to be the package, per se. 
What, what Richard? Every, 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 That's where I was going at, too. Josh is like, yeah, Rich, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go, Josh. You got a point. Richard, it goes back to you. Here we go. Work at your Davis apartment. I've put in the hard work for at uh, for you at your apartment twice in Davis. You pretended to be doing something in the other room. I could feel your eyes glued to me. I wasn't snooping, but I saw all the toys you had in your closet. I didn't know we could do some work of our own, winky face. If you think it's you, tell me the apartment name or my company name, and I'll rush over for some overtime. <laughs> man for woman, man for man, woman for woman, woman for man. All right. Oh, this boy. is pretty easy, I think. Um, woman, woman? No, this is a man for a woman. He's putting in hard work at an apartment complex. Now, I'm not okay. being biased or anything, but I've never had. That's the whole bit. You're supposed to be biased. I have never had <laughs> anybody come in my apartment and fix something that was a woman. It's always been a man. And he also said there was toys in the closet. Which, by the way, that's women not have that toys. Part. That's what I think in the woman part on the other end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't catching that about coming to an apartment like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Man, yeah. man to woman. Yep, yep, right. yep. Just a side note. That's not the definition of bias. You should look at that. You're talking about stereotyping. Mm. That's not bias. Bias, you would favor someone over another for a selfish reason. Okay. Well, we want to go man for woman. Well, I'm not going to tell you until you acknowledge <laughs> me helping you I, with I your... acknowledge you. Thank you so English. much. Thank you. Where would I be without you helping me? <laughs> well, I know exactly where you'd be. <sighs> at a Hilton in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, man for woman? Yep. Guys, come on. That's right. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, man. How scared he was. I know. All right. Uh, where are we at, Rich? You ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. No, no, it's Josh. It's Josh. Oh, Josh. yeah, yeah. yeah Josh, sorry. Josh, 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 Josh. Right. Here we go. Looking for Sam lived in Highland Ranch Apartments, Roseville. Okay. Lived in Highland Ranch or Highland Park Apartments in Roseville around 2010. Not sure. We were pretty high ourselves most of the time. We first came in close contact in Pleasant Grove in 2006, 2008-ish. Can't believe you were able to get all that fine ass inside that tiny little car of yours. You smoked cigarettes, and I liked it. Had your elderly mother living with you, and I liked that too. I can't remember your last name or ID, Tried Facebooking you, couldn't find you. You had that Honda? Need to roll that back through, because I miss it. All right, man for man, man for woman, woman for man, or woman for woman. 60 seconds. It's a little tough. Hmm, this one definitely is tough, Richard. Um, I, I feel like a woman is involved in it, though, because he's saying that she's fine in a little car, taking care yep. of her mother. So I think that that is a woman. So it's just, is it a man speaking to a woman or is it another woman speaking to a woman? That is the part I'm not sure about. Oh. But if I got to guess, I'm just going to guess that it's a woman for woman. Ooh, nicely done. Very good. What do you see, think? I'm thinking man for woman because of the fine ass comment. Okay. Well. Fine ass little car. And she smokes. Right. A lot of guys might like that. So I'm going to go man for woman. All right. Going against what Nikki D said. Nikki D said woman for woman. You're going man for woman. I got to tell you, Josh, going with your gut, 
usually pays off, and it didn't this time. Oh, it is incorrect. Yeah. Richard for the steal. I'm going Nikki D. I had the same reasoning, the same first thought. So woman, woman for woman. For woman woman yep. for woman. Yep. Nikki D was right the first time, wasn't she? Yep. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> Come on. Give me the good news. Yeah, she was right. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Man, that's work. Here, here, here's how this is going to play out. I want to go to this next one. It, Richard, the board is yours, all right, because okay. that's just how this game works. If you get it yeah. right, you're going to win. If not, okay. Josh can tie, okay? That's how much is riding on this possibly last question or last story. All right. Here we go. So, Josh, Kabuki Richard to death. That's what you're trying to do right now. The title of the story is Chocolate Skin Downtown Central Library Having Trouble With Your Phone. Ooh. Couldn't peel my eyes off you in library. Third floor, where the computers are. You know, you're struggling trying to plug in your phone. If you had let me lend you my hands, I was in all white except for my brown hat. Send me a message if you see this. And let's get that plug in the right socket. Finally. Oh, man. Man for woman, man for man, woman for woman or woman for man. 60 seconds and maybe the win. All right. Plug in in for the right socket sounds like a dude. So, uh, dude to dude, I really, I I can't, I can't read that one at all. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, this one is definitely going to be a little bit tough. In the library. Let me say that last line again. Send me a message if you even see this, and let's get that plug in the right socket finally. Plug in the right socket? <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a man. Man um, to a woman, but it could be man to man. Who knows? I mean. <laughs> these days. Damn. It could be. But uh, with them struggling to plug in the phone, not that a man can't struggle, but I just kind of see like a woman fumbling around, struggling. So it could either be... If you're thinking man for woman, right, or man for man. But initially, I had woman for man because I and I thought maybe it was a little reverse. Five seconds. So what do you want to go with? We're going to go with you, Nikki D. You were right before. Woman for man. What the heck? Oh, wow. Woman for man. That's your answer? Yep. I didn't yeah, even hear that as an option. Are you sure? Yeah, that wow. was an option. You yeah, said that. I said that. You came up with that. I came yeah. up with that. <laughs> On your own. It had nothing to do with him. No, this was, that was my first answer. His He wanted to do man for woman. Wow. that's. Uh, so I want to do man for man, but no, I'm going to go with man. you. Josh, are you ready? Because I don't think Richard. <laughs> uh, you, you, know, you know Richard didn't get that right, correct? Oh, come on. That's right. Yeah. He didn't get it. He didn't right. get it. Yeah, he did. He I'm got going it. to aftershock. No, yes. no, no, he actually he did. He actually did get it right. <laughs> Let's go, Richard. I was was going to say, Josh, are you ready to play tomorrow? Because we'll have that'll be our. I'm trying. Thanks, Josh. Be safe. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Try again. You can try again. All right. right, We'll see you. Richard, congratulations, buddy. Thank you guys so much. I'm looking forward to especially TNR and Pantera. No joke, man. Pantera. I mean, I've seen GNR many times, and every time they're awesome. But Pantera, uh, with the lineup that they have, should be pretty cool. Did you go last year? I did not make it the last couple of years. It's been a while since I went. There was a uh, there was a guy that uh, I met in the gym the other day, and he was wearing a uh, 
Who's wearing aftershock, aftershock shirt. shirt from last year. So I went and I said, hi. You know, when you're new to town, you introduce yourself, especially if you know you got something in common. I was letting them know that we had right. tickets, who we are, got a new show, blah, blah, blah. I got one nothing to do with me. He did not. <laughs> he did not. He was stiff army so bad. Like, okay, go away. You know, you like usually listen, you're like, what do you listen to? And it, it, it's great. So many people know of 98 Rock, right? They know the radio station, they which do. is cool. This guy's like, what do you listen to? He's like, my Walkman. <laughs> At the anti skip. My old Rush Limbaugh tapes. That's what I listened to. I was like, okay. all right, dude. Never mind. Have a good workout. In the 90s. Yeah. Hey, Rich, thanks for listening. Hang on, okay? Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you. Hold on. <laughs> okay. We got tickets. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy mine. No, we're giving them away for free. That's fine. I'm not going to interrupt my base boosts, <laughs> scratch resistant, skip resistant Walkman. Time. It's not going to happen. I go every year by myself. I don't need your tickets. Yeah, I know, really. That's what he was like. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, if you're part of a family, most likely you are, even if you don't talk to them. Uh, Families are being urged to avoid this specific word during college admission season, right? My daughter's about to go into college. She's going to go to Sierra Community College. Seems like everybody's kid goes to Sierra Community College and then goes to Sac State afterwards, whatever. But they do not want this word used ever again in the college admissions world. I'll tell you what that word is here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Anybody else's hands cracking? It has to be the weather, right? My hands aren't cracking. I'm just They're just always cold. They're really, really cold. Mine are cracking so bad they're bleeding. It's just dry out here. You're not used to it, right? I don't know. It's uh, I, 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 it's just out of nowhere. I, I, I brought my own lotion, but thank you. I know you're getting oh, okay. me some lotion. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, there's blood dripping from my, I'm like, what's going on? Like I punched a door or something. I would say that's what you did. Or maybe bare knuckle boxing. No, I just, don't let them know that it's the air. Just for future reference. If I'm going to punch a door, it's going to be with my right hand. Oh, so not with my left hand. Got it. Yeah. But it's bleeding. It's cracking. I don't know if that's normal. Anyway. Uh, so families are urged this. I I do. Let me start by just telling you, I don't agree with this story (laughs) at all. I hate this stuff, but it's fun to talk about. Families are urged to avoid the word rejection during college admissions season. So the educational consultants say this one word just doesn't belong in the conversation, and that's rejection. And then they get some, you know, person that knows everything, I guess. And the word rejected personalizes a non-personal decision from a college or university. Rejected personalizes a non-personal decision from a college or university. What does that mean? A non it's like they're they're saying that you're you're acting as though the college is somehow uh, like personified and the college has rejected you. So they per, if you flip that around, rejected personalizes a personal decision. So if it were personal, they're saying the college is making it personal that you got rejected. That's ultimately what they're saying. That's good. I think you would have to be admitted if you said that to them, because at that point, wouldn't you have shown them that you have outsmarted them? Well, I, I don't understand what the problem is. It's it's like we have a, such a big issue with words. Again, it's it's a word, and the definition of the word is what you are. You have been rejected. <laughs> but <laughs> but they probably don't want you to say it in the, in the sense of making them feel like they have failed at something because they were rejected from going to a specific college. So I think they're just saying use different wording because it's not personal why they were rejected. Yeah, but you the failed of what you guys are saying. You failed at getting in. 
you should be there should be a course your freshman year in college called failure 101 <laughs> if you ask any successful person they will tell you that they have failed more than they have succeeded you cannot appreciate success unless you fail read michael jordan's book how many shots did he take and how many did he miss i mean that's everybody <laughs> knows that that saying that he says in the book and it's so true you have you know opportunities not in the phone book i always say you have to go out and get it that's why you always say yes Yes, I'm more than yes. Uh, yeah, sure. Why? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll go out because you have to embrace the opportunities that are going to uh, come up when you're in a place that you might have not been scheduled to be in. Um, so instead, this woman suggests her name, by the way, is Jen Curtis. She's the founder of Futurewise Consulting. She suggests families, quote unquote, use and model phrases like "didn't get in" or "wasn't offered admissions" or "didn't gain admission." to take the personalization out of this process. So you're using more ink than what you need to use to say the exact same thing. Softens the blow, though. You're, you're right. You're just not hitting them hard and say, oh, you rejected. No, you're just giving them a nicer, kinder way of saying they didn't get into the but school. You, you should be getting hit hard. That's the, You need to experience that. Like, you're an adult now, and this is the real world, and you didn't get in, and it's okay you didn't get in. You know, my daughter, when she was applying to schools, there are some schools she didn't get in. And she was upset because this was, you know, her next step in life of having to deal with failure. And I sat her down and I said, look, it's not a bad thing. You know, you just when you fail at something, you have to go back and realize why you failed at it, why you why you did not achieve what your goal was. And if you gave 100 percent to whatever it is that you tried to do, and you still lost, then you can't be upset about that. You know, with every negative, there's positive if you learn something. And uh, so I totally disagree with this. But the way you just said you sat down and had a conversation with your daughter, nothing that you said was gut punching like, well, you failed, kid. You were rejected. Like you gave it to her a nicer, gentler way of reality. That's uh, all they're saying. I, I, I mean, I was pretty I mean, I was pretty honest with her. I've always been honest with her. Her mom gets mad at me because I'm too brutally honest. I can see that Sometimes for sure. Sometimes you are. And, and blunts. But I think it's important. Look, there's more to college. But my daughter, since she's nine years old, has always wanted to get into cosmetology, right? She wants to do uh, makeup and stuff for movies. And she's and very good at it. Very, very good at it. And, you know, we have some connections that can get her right into that stuff. There are schools that she can go right into it. She doesn't even have to go to college. I convinced her to go to college. I'm a big fan of college. If you don't go to college, I don't think less of anyone, but if she's got the opportunity to go, and I told her, I said, college is more than textbooks and grades. College is responsibility purgatory, where you have a little bit more responsibility than you did in high school, but you can't get off the hook as easy as you did when, you, when you're in high school. Hmm. And it's important to know that, important how to network, find out who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. It's a bigger pool, right? It's a bigger right. pond of fish to figure out how the world works. And it's a great training ground to move forward. Now, kids in college now will say, look, I didn't need, look, I went to college. I graduated college in 97. <laughs> you had to take them for a second. Hold on. Yeah. Carry the two. 97. Yeah, yeah carry the uh, University of Central Florida. It was the best time of my life, right? Last two years of my schooling was the best time of my life. Um, but my degree, I've not used it in the almost 30 years I've been in this business. Yeah, but it's never, has your degree ever gotten you something? Like, just because Nothing. you didn't use it? Nothing. Ever. Nothing. I, I, I spent, at the time, money I didn't have. 
at Michael's to have it framed on a piece of glass oh. that I take with me everywhere, and it sits in my office. It has done absolutely zero for me, nothing for me. See, I wish I would have completed my my bachelor's. I just have the associate. But, but it doesn't matter. Nobody has ever asked me, even for my high school diploma, like, can I see your high school diploma? Nobody's ever asked me for any documents of nothing. I know, like my, my brother, who's 10 years <laughs> my older, uh, elder, when, when he graduated from high school, it's like a big deal. And he was carrying around his diploma. <laughs> now, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but this is what I thought at the time, because I, I mean, I was a kid. Uh, I thought that, like, now that he's out of high school, because he didn't go to college, nor right. could he go to college, nor should he have gone to college. <laughs> Uh, it, that he had to actually take that diploma in the little like fake leather booklet right. to every job that he was trying to get. Oh, I thought, that's I, what I thought too. Is that what you thought too? <laughs> that's what yeah. I thought too. So when I got my diploma, I'm like, oh, I got it. It's binder. I'm like, people are going to ask me for it now. No one's ever asked me for it. Not so, one time. So when I thought the same thing in college too, and and, and, <laughs> and somebody suggested I do the whole framing on the glass, I'm like, man, I, I, maybe I can get a duplicate and take with me. But I, <laughs> Somebody's going to ask me for it and it's going to be in glass. How am I going to get it out? So don't use the word. Now, there is something I do agree on at the end here. It says, uh, try something open-minded when you're talking to, like, your kid. What are your plans? Or somebody, what are your plans after graduation? That is a good idea to do. Yeah. Instead of saying, where are you going to college? Mm -hmm. Because that one I will agree on. uh, I, I made that mistake with someone and they're like, I'm not going to college. And at that time, it was just so college-driven. And I was like, why are you not going to college? It's, it's not for everybody. I was like, we're, we're going to play football in college. You know, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on, bro. And he goes, now I'm, I'm getting into real estate. <laughs> what are you doing? Why now? He is worth so much money right now. Wow. It's not for everybody. I went to the military. So much money. So much money. So that's what I'm doing. I sit my kid down. I ask her, what is that you want to do? And then that's the path we're taking. I just wanted to reach back out to the guy and... So you remember that conversation we had in 92, 93? I still feel bad about it. <laughs> I really do. Maybe he'll remember you. All right, second round of headlines. Two big stories from today, Nikki D. I'm going to tell you what sport is back in season today and how ramen intends to bring your breakfast to bring you breakfast noodles. Ramen to bring your breakfast noodles. Yeah. Noodles. In the ramen brown. has something for you. Ramen in the breakfast noodles. For your breakfast time. Oh. All right. Get learned a little bit with headlines. Your second round here momentarily. Thank you so much for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Yeah, and here we go. Second round of headlines. Nikki D, please. Grab your bats, gloves, and mitts because baseball season is back in. H3. The amount of dead time that's been removed from baseball has made it more watchable. The entertainment value has gone through the roof. The, the overall product of baseball is much better. Major League Baseball is back today with all 30 teams playing on opening day. Uh, one of the games that's already been played today was the Yankees. Uh, they beat the Giants 5-0. And there's some rule changes that have come about with baseball this year. Uh, one of those is a pitch clock, larger bases, and a few other changes that's going to be going on. A lot of older players in Major League Baseball. They need to <laughs> make sure the bases are a lot. By the way, mitts and gloves are the same thing, just to let you know, for future reference. No, the glove is the thing you put your hand in this way, and then the mitt is the one that you open to catch it. Nope. You're not right on that one. I promise you. Yep. They're the same thing. Yeah, well. Yeah. Mitts and gloves. are the, So you're saying the, the mitt is 
what? The mitt is like the catcher's mitt? Yeah, that the, the big thing that they hold it. Looks in like hand. a leather vagina. Yeah. What okay. is it called? It's called a glove. <laughs> Okay, well, I thought it was a mitt. One's called a mitt, one's called a glove. No, they're all gloves, or they're all mitts. That's fine. They're the same thing. Well, just get your stuff out and play baseball. How about that? Well, I don't think we can play with them because it's Major League Baseball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we're not going to be allowed. We up. can go to the you games. You can play baseball if you want. This it's the season, meaning it's not cold outside anymore. You can get your stuff and play right along with the professionals. That's fine. I was a big uh, baseball kid growing up, and I it, my mother never took me to a game, and my numerous stepfathers never took me to a game either, uh, especially the first one, the abusive one when I was younger. Right. So I would always go with my best, one of my best friends, this kid, Chris. I think his last name, Buckley, maybe. And his, his, his parents would take us. And we would go to the old Memorial Stadium where the Baltimore Orioles played. Um, and we would sit in the cheap seats. And you could bring your own food with you. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is in the 80s, right? And so we would go sit in the cheap seats. And they had, I, I like, remember it like it was yesterday. They always brought that. Still today, they make igloo makes those like red and white coolers, the mm-hmm. little ones. Yeah, you know, and they you know you push the button and the thing comes down. And at every time we'd go to these games, and I was so excited, you know, to go to these games. They would have that horrible cheese and crackers with the bright red plastic stick. Oh, I oh love those were the best. That, that cheese was delicious. Yes. And that, that was where, that was like our snack. And they would pack you know sandwiches, and and we'd have our own little picnic out there in the bleacher seats. And it was such a good time. Uh, and then I, I don't know, for some reason, I when I got older, I just kind of was not as interested in, in baseball anymore. I don't know why. Did they run out of handy sticks? Or handy snacks? That's what they called those. What? Handy snacks. That's what they were called. The cheese and crackers? The cheese and crackers. Yeah. They were called handy snacks. And then you get the ones that weren't crackers, you get the sticks. Those were handy sticks. Handy sticks? Uh-huh, because they were sticks, not <laughs> not a full cracker. So you're you're asking me, is the reason why I stopped liking baseball is because they- Maybe your friend, your friend ran out of the handy, handy. Handy sticks. Yeah. His dad lost his job. He couldn't afford the handy cheese sticks. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It was yeah. all over for you at that point. No, I think it was the strike, like the, the one in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And then there wasn't any baseball to watch. Uh, so when I moved to Florida- uh, then I, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch baseball again. And the only Florida didn't have a team at that time, so you'd watch either the Cubs on WGN or the Braves on WTBS because they were you know, oh, yep. the, owned by the-, the first to have a network when cable was kind of rearing its ugly head. And you could watch those. That's why they have such a huge following is because – Oh, when, that makes sense. Because people all from all places that didn't have baseball could watch them. And then again, I fell out of – well, you know, I didn't like it anymore. I don't know why. But going to a baseball game, I've always said this, and I'll say it until the day I die. Going to a professional baseball game, or any baseball game for that matter, it is the most relaxing, zen experience that you can have. Yeah, it's long. You're going to be there for a minute. Grab a Snickers bar. But you sit back, you get a beer, you get some stadium food, and it is you just decompress from whatever's going on in your life. And you just sit in your seat, and hopefully there's a nice breeze, and you hear all the sounds. And you're in some shade. Because the sun be beaming out there sometimes, depending my, on where you're sitting. And my favorite people at a ballpark are the ninety is a ninety year old couple that still keeps score, and they're one of those scorebooks. Oh, right? <laughs> why? I love. I why? It's because it gives them something to do, and I can so appreciate that. If that's you or your grandparents do that, I love them. I want to hang out with them. I think that is the coolest, sweetest thing, especially when it's a couple, and they sit there and they bubble in. You know, it's like okay, he got a. He got, he got a ribby, you know, he, he got a double, and they bubble in the little bases. So cool. Anyway, second headline.
The makers of ramen have decided to bring you breakfast in a cup, H4. The soup-based ramen also contains visible ingredients of sausage and eggs. Cup of noodles breakfast is quick to cook, taking just four minutes in the microwave. We all have eaten ramen noodles at some points in our lives, and they're coming all different flavors, chicken, shrimp, beef. Well, now ramen has come up with a breakfast version that they're going to be putting out, and it's called Cup of Noodle Breakfast. And it's basically what she described, the bacon and sausage and maple syrup. And when they put the water <laughs> in there, it's going to turn into like this sauce. And that does not sound good to me. And then they recommend you putting hot sauce in it or rice or something else. They're going to have actual chunks of sausage and chunks of eggs. And it just doesn't sound like something I want to eat. In, in ramen? In ramen, yes. Ramen uh, noodles. Okay, I agree. Face value doesn't sound great. It does not. But I think anything you put in ramen is good. No. I mean, you, you, you could... You could put the gross, you could put roaches in there and it's still going to be tasty. <laughs> yeah. ramen, ramen is one of those things, especially if you're on a budget. I lived off of ramen in college. I had $20 for the month to eat. Yeah, but did you actually dress it up? Uh, some... For dinner, like I would put meat in it. I would put egg That's... in it. I would chop up onions, but I couldn't see putting syrup in it and, and sausage. So I would get creative. And I did this with the five for five at McDonald's for the chicken sandwiches. Uh-huh. So I'd ask for them, well, they'd come plain, but I asked for just chicken on the bun. And in our refrigerator, we had hot sauce, so some nights we'd have buffalo chicken. (laughs) We had ranch, some nights we'd have ranch chicken sandwiches. You know, so you'd be like, yeah, you're kind of tricking your mind that you're having something different every night. Same with ramen. And I would have like a can of tuna. So I would put tuna in my ramen. I'd have tuna ramen. I'd put lemon pepper in my ramen. I'd have, you know, spicy lemon pepper to your ramen. I've never thought to. I've never thought to stray away from the actual even seasoning packet that goes in it. No. Let alone to add. Did him go lemon pepper? So you said you just toss the chicken out? It's chicken packet. You're gone. We're going lemon pepper only? Like No, like the McCormick lemon pepper. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But your store brand. I'm sorry, yeah. lemon pepper. But you're making your own set of seasoning is what I mean. Like you're yeah. not using the, the one that comes with the, the noodles. No, I'm adding two this season. You're like a gourmet chef, dude. Well, when you have $20, and you got to remember, most of that money needs to be spent on beer and dip. Ah. <laughs> beer and dip. <laughs> Forget the food. The, the food comes dip. third. <laughs> Maybe even fourth if you need gas to go see somebody, right? So you're just trying to be creative. That's it. All right. Uh, talked about it earlier. The Kings win. They broke the drought. They broke uh, the 16-year hiatus. That would take us back to 2006. How well do you know 2006? Hmm. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna play a game. It's actually called "What Happened in 2006." So it's very very <laughs> clever title for this game. And I'm gonna wait to tell you what the prize is because it's it's pretty cool. But I'm gonna tell you this: you're gonna get a piece of history. You're gonna get a piece of Sacramento Kings history if you win this. Okay, haven't figured out how I'm gonna execute it, so just start lining up on the phones. And from this time to when I go to the restroom, I'll figure it out when I get back on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think you know two thousand, we're going to play clips from two thousand six. You just have to know what they are. I mean, that's that's the game. I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Uh, but I do need players. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. We'll do that here in just a minute. It's the BS on ninety eight Rock. Welcome back to the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Nikki D is going to make sure that as many people as possible get through to play this glorious game. And there is Nelson, mm-hmm. who 
put this whole thing together for us, which was very nice of him to do. I'm glad you came to work today, buddy. Oh, I'm glad that I'm still allowed <laughs> in the building, honestly. So. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, we're very blessed. We're very blessed. Yeah. So uh, it's a big deal, right? Sacramento Kings, they break the, the drought. 16 years, long time to get into the playoffs. Uh, so 2006 is the last year that they're in the playoffs. It's a long time. 16 years is a long time. Uh, I, I'm going to hold off on telling you what you're going to win. I will tell you that you should be very excited because this is a piece of Sacramento Kings history. That's how good it is. I'm going to wait to tell you what it is. We're going to play last person standing with how well do you know 2006. You will hear a piece of audio that Nelson's going to play, and you have to give me something that it has to do with. I'm going to be very lenient, <laughs> extremely lenient, and I'm going to be completely honest with you why, because I haven't thought this game through. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to give love to the Kings, and I wanted to give away what I'm holding in my hand. And uh, there's nothing wrong with a little nostalgia, nostalgia, mm-hmm. nostalgia, and looking back. So uh, now, Will, Willie and Sack, you could you could run the room, and you could get them all How's right. It going? Yeah, it's good. You could run the room, get them all right, and and good to go. But if you don't, I'm just going to hang up. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just going to hang up, and I'm going to go to Jay and Sack, and then Greg, and then Nate, and then Terry, and all these people that are after you, wanting to win this piece of history. Okay. All right. All right. But I got faith in you, Willie. I really, really cool. do. Okay, so I need you to listen. Listen very closely. Listen carefully. This is the first piece of audio. This is what happened in 2006. All this happened in 2006. You just got to give me something about it. Give me P1. Three things. A widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. This is one device. All right, Willie, what is that? 2006. Is it the iPhone? Yeah, nicely done. Congratulations. Yeah, that's the first one. The iPhone debuted. And it wasn't even an idea to the public. We didn't hear about the first iPhone until actually 2007. Just in January, yes. Yeah, but March 3rd, 2006, that was the little debut that was posted on Twitter, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I remember people lining up for my intern at that time waited hours to get the first iPhone. If you remember, the first iPhone was a brick. Yes. It was a huge phone. Yes. All right. Willie, nicely done. Here we go. Second one. Here we go. P2. Sorry. 2006, the IAU determined the characteristics of a planet. It must do three things. It must orbit a star. It must have a big enough force of gravity to force into a spherical shape. Finally, it must be big enough that its gravity has cleared away any other objects of a similar size in its orbit. What is this that happened in 2006, Willie? Ooh, space exploration. No, that is incorrect, sir. I've got to move on, but you can call back. Thank you. Jay and Sack, by the way, when one falls off, another one needs to be put on hold. So 916-909-0985. Jay and Sack, how are you? How's it going, bud? Good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Did you hear that audio? You want me to play it again? Yeah, play it again, please. Yes, sir. Nelson. 2006, the IAU determined the characteristics of a planet. It must do three things. It must orbit a star. It must have a big enough force of gravity to force into a spherical shape. Finally, it must be big enough that its gravity has cleared away any other objects of a similar size in its orbit. I'll take one word. That's all. I just need one word. (sighs) Oh. Satellite. 
<laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> call back, call back, call back, call back. 916-909-0985. Greg and Folsom, do you know what I'm going? Do you know what I'm looking for with that audio? Did you hear it? Yeah, a planet. Which one? Oh, which one? Uh, Jupiter. Woof, 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 woof. Do you hear me barking? Woof, woof. <laughs> a barking planet. Um, woof, woof, uh, woof, 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 God. woof. It's a really good clue. God dang it. MIC. See you real soon. Milky Way. No, Greg, <laughs> brother, call back, man. I got it. Nate, because I got it. Stockton, <laughs> what am I looking for? Pluto. Thank you. There's <laughs> only so much I can do when I'm barking at a man. <laughs> All right. Here we go, Nate. The board is yours for this piece of history that I'll unveil at the end of the segment. We've got plenty of time. What happened in 2006? Last time our Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs after we beat the drought last night, beating the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. All right, here we go. Next one is yours, P3. Are you are you singing? Yeah, because I took my daughter to see the Oscar musical. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so before we started this, I said to Nelson, I was like, "Oh man, I don't think anybody's gonna get that one." <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm with my daughter right now too. I got her some nuggets, so I was like, "Hey, I told her, I'm gonna be on the radio right now. I don't think she's listening though." Oh, but. that's crazy! Yeah, the highest selling album of 2006. Was wow. the high school musical soundtrack? That's yeah, the that's sure that was the show on Fox with the kid in the wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's oh no 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 you're thinking of Glee. Oh, that's, that's Glee. Oh, yeah, sorry. that's Glee. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's the one that gave us Zac Efron was High School Musical. Zac Efron, yeah, Hudgens, all them. Gotcha. All right. Um, okay, so we got we got plenty more here. So pay attention, Nate. I, I got a lot of faith in you. If you just rattled off High School Musical on the radio. That's good. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next one. Uh, this happened in 2006. What was it? P5, please. This and Natalia. She is my sister. She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Nice. All right. What happened? Borat. That is Borat. Yeah, Borat. November of 2006, the... Shockumentary, Borat, Cultural <laughs> Learnings of America for uh, for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Pakistan, uh, shortened to Borat, was released in cinemas across the UK and USA. Are you a Borat guy, Nate? I've watched it a few times, but just, I don't. I haven't watched it a few times. I watched it one time, and that was enough. Sle- yeah. yeah, it's a it's a one watcher. I agree. Sasha yeah, yeah, yeah. Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen is is genius, but Borat's a yeah. one watcher. Sleeve of Wizard. Yeah, but the first time you see him wrestling in that hotel room, though, I just I split yeah. a gut. Did you see the second one? I don't know that I did see the second one. It was dirty. It was disgusting. I don't know how it could get dirtier. Yeah. All right, this one's going to be tricky. I'm going to be very lenient with this next one from 2006. All right, uh, right. Here we go. P6. Mm-hmm. 24. Oh, my goodness. Kobe with the fadeaway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can hang those right up there, man. Stu. Yeah. I'm not a rookie anymore. I shouldn't be doing all of this. 
Wait, I thought you were Rookie of the Year. Right. Right, Rookie of the Year. Last year. Well, who's it this year? I don't know. They decided at the end of the season. Well, until they do, you want to freshen this up for me? Oh, rebound way! The Miami Heat, they've done it! They win their first championship in franchise history! Very lenient with this one. What happened in 2006? That was, uh, that had to be, uh, um, that was the uh, Lakers, right? That was the Lakers. Ooh. Say what happened? Uh, uh, the playoffs? The the final, the final, the final. What? What? Who, what, what final? What? Final? What, what's it? The final. He's, you said loose. Hey. Give me, just give me a name. Hey. Give me, give NBA me a final. Lakers. NBA finals. Uh, Lakers. Give me a name from a Laker. Kobe. Yeah, there you go, Kobe Bryant. So. That was a montage in 2006. Uh, actually, the Sacramento Kings led the league in scoring with an average of 121 points per game. Kobe was the score; got the scoring title. Chris Paul was Rookie of the Year. The Heat were the champions, and uh, the Kings were beat in the first round by the Spurs. Oh man! All in 2006. So, That's go. a lot. Well, yeah. That's why I said I was going to be very lenient. You could have yeah, literally. You, you could have literally said um, basketball, and I probably would have given it. I was going to basketball. I was like, no. All right. yeah, I don't know that I understood the assignment on that one, so. That's okay. Oh, you get a <laughs> Sorry, I had to whip I had to whip Nelson real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> Mike's. My right. apologies. Here we go, Nate. Uh, next one. This happened in uh, 2006. Give me uh, P7. Big money deals for dot-com companies can seem run-of-the-mill at this point in history, but Google is grabbing headlines once again today with its $1.65 billion U.S. buyout. All right, Nate, what do you think? That was, uh, that was, uh, that was the news about Google. About, uh, what did they, they do? They bought, they bought uh, Google. I need the word. Uh, he's the word that Google Google the word. Is, uh, I don't have it. I have it. Google. Who did they buy? They bought uh, not Amazon. They bought uh, uh three. Who did Google buy? Two thousand six. Who did Google buy? Uh, two. Too late to Google it. I'm not googling it. Just guess. I got you. Got one more second. I got to move on. Amazon. Amazon. No, sir. Oh, Nate. Uh. I gotta let you go. Terry and Sack, do you need to hear it again? No, sir. All right. What's the answer in 2006? What is it? YouTube. There you go. Nicely done. <laughs> Terry came to play. I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> He's like that dude. No, the- I, just, I just Googled it while I was sitting here. It was easy. <laughs> Which brought up the YouTube video of them actually purchasing it. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, sir. You can run the board here. I've got a few left, and then you can get this piece of history. I can't wait to unveil what it is. Uh, I've been doing okay so far. All right. Well, I got faith in you, bro. Here you go. P8. Explain, please, for a driver (laughs) like me, why was I paying 288 not more than 24 hours ago, and now it's Uh 319? All right. This happened in 2006. Why would I pay... 288 when that's used to be gas? Yeah, gas. Gas woes. I'm going to give you that. Now, 
this is funny because this is 2006, right? <laughs> and we were really upset. Yeah. We were really upset about the average <laughs> price of gas in America was two dollars and fifty nine cents per gallon. Oh yeah, a lady goes on to like in the rest of that clip to rail against the oil companies and how they're gouging us with the barrels. I tell you what, it's 2023 right now. Can we go back to 2006? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one for you, Terry. Give him P9. The pitch. Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep to center. Out of here. 7.15. What is it? What happened? Uh, what happened? That, 2006. That was a Giants. Giants? Giants, that, yeah. Because that's. That's definitely the uh, announcer for the Giants. Okay. Well, what happened, though? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe Barry Bonds? Yeah, Barry Bonds did what? Yep. He, oh, he broke the, the record? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For home run. Sorry. Yep. 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 <laughs> Barry Bonds. Who, yep. <laughs> just for extra Super Mario Brother bonus points, who held the record before him? Uh, McGuire, didn't it? Nope. Or Sosha. Nope. I believe they came after. This gentleman really likes his candy bars. Is that Sammy Sosha? Sosha. Sosha. Really likes his candy bars? Yes. Well, there was Roger Maris. There was Hank Aaron. There was all those home run people. This baseball player later was... I don't know. Looked at as a pig in a movie. <laughs> yep, that's that's also. Oh, Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the one. <laughs> oh, depict it was the word I was looking for. Depict it. <laughs> depict it. Okay. All right. A uh, few more minutes. Few more questions. This happened in 2006. Last time our Sacramento Kings went to the playoffs, they broke the drought last night. After 16 years, and it's very exciting. I've got a piece of Sacramento Kings history to give away here when possibly Terry and Sack runs the room. Next one, this happened in 2006, P10. Pete Fenson was a 37-year-old pizzeria owner from Bemidji, Minnesota. He was also the skip of America's Olympic men's curling team. Fenson was joined in Torino by U.S. All right, teammates. what is that? What happened in 2006 there? Uh, let's see. Can you play one more time? Sure. Is that okay? He was a 37-year-old pizzeria owner from Bemidji, Minnesota. He was also the skip of America's Olympic men's curling team. Fenson was joined. You get this right, you win. I'm running out of time. 2006, uh, America's Cup, the boat race. I don't know. Oh, my God, no. Oh, Terry, I've got to go. Thank you, Terry, just because I thought I was going to get the whip. No. <laughs> I thought I was going to get the whip. Oh, my God, I just had so much faith in him. <laughs> ben in Grand Bay has been patient. He's been on hold for hours. All he has to do is tell me what happened in 2006 right there. Benjamin. Uh, is it going to be the Olympics? There you go. Nicely done. That's how the game works. I'm sorry. Was not trying to be rude, but that's how it works. Congratulations, Ben. Yeah, 2006 Winter Olympics held in Italy, and it was the first U.S. curling team to ever medal, mm -hmm. even though we lost to Germany with a total uh they had 29, finished with 29, we had 25. Uh, the only thing we beat them in was bronze medals. Uh, but anyway, that was the curling. And that's what they got. 
the curling ice got a bronze. So that's how we beat Germany was with that that bronze they got in curling. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That was probably the first time anybody actually got interested. Curling is like the oddest sport, right? You watch and you're like, that's so cool. No, it's not. Mm-mm. That's really awesome. No, it's really not. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, congratulations. Thank you for listening. I'm going to give you a piece of Sacramento Kings history. Are you ready for this? Yep. All right. This is a commemorative Sacramento Kings T-shirt from the Golden One Center from the game they lost to before they won in Portland when they beat the Trailblazers to break the drought. (laughs) Did you follow me on that? Yes, uh, hopefully it fits. Uh, What size are you? I'm a large. Well, you know what? We like you so much, we're going to give you a little extra of it. Okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> How much extra is the question? Just one, just a little bit. Just extra. <laughs> just, just a little extra. <laughs> Put in the extra and extraordinary. I, I, I'll, I'll wear it to bed. I, I'm okay with that. That'll work. All right, dude. Hey, thank you for listening, Ben. Appreciate it. Hang, right, hang on. Don't you. go anywhere. we got to get your address. Hang on. And we got to thank our midday rock star, Mickey, because Mickey was at the game, which I'm sure she would thank D-Lo. From yes. ESPN 1320, because I think yes. he hooked her up. Um, but she got this uh, shirt for us. We tried. I was trying to get, like, cups and napkins. And- I know. They, I called, like, 14 different people at the Trailblazers home organization to try and get a cup from them so that we could at least get something from that game. And they didn't even get back to us. No. I said I'd pay. If you were uh, listening yesterday at the end of the show, was, I started to tell you a story about what happened in one of my new favorite places in town. And now it's been possibly ruined forever because of somebody on this show. I'll re-up the story and actually finish the story because it got even weirder towards the end here in a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. This is what I get trusting Nelson, just ripping and reading. Give me a whip. Give me a louder whip. I got to get the whip on the right. I'll get multiple whips. There you go. Barry Bonds broke Hank Aaron's record. 756. It was in 2007. What I'm saying is, I don't think that that information is incorrect. So you're saying in 2000, anyway, I don't want to argue with you, but somebody calls, Nikki gets upset because she doesn't know anything about anything, and then when I'm trying to ask her about it, she gets mad, and she gets rattled. She's already been rattled three times on the show. I can see it in her face, right? You get rattled with the sports stuff. Um, I do what I know how to do, go sports. And what I don't know, I just don't know what sports. What have I always told you? You got to know something about nothing, you know? And I tell you what I know. Yeah, which ain't much a lot of times. Now, technically, the information I gave you is not incorrect. Okay. But he did break a record held by Babe Ruth, but that record had already been broken. It was like a wing-eating contest, probably. Right? Uh, no, still 715. That's okay. a correct number. He did hit that. That is the number Babe Ruth hit, but All you right. are correct in that well, it was see, uh, Hank Aaron had 750. Here's, here's, here's what happens is you get that face. You get the Haddish face over here. And this is the same face she had at Mel's the other night. <laughs> and, and she gets this way when something else is bothering her. She's got to find somebody to take it out on. 
something else is not bothering me. You are bothering me. It's not something else. See, that's I'm. I would be something it's else. You. <laughs> it's but, not something else. But that would be. I would be something else. I am over here multitasking, and you are bothering me. Well, well I am. I apologize for bothering you during the radio show while you're multitasking, helping uh, listeners, helping yes. listeners. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to point out to Nelson that when you get that face, all hell's about to break loose. It gets scary. Starts Correct. Like this morning, you were just yelling at God. Oh. You know, and we were, praying. we were aggressively praying. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like the heavy metal version. No. <laughs> so I love Mel's. Love, 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 love Mel's. This is my go-to. They have so many options on the menu. And we go there quite often. And then I got yelled at by Nikki saying that you can't. we can't go there all the time. We got to go to other places. So finally the other night... She's like, all right, we can go because it's raining. So we go in there, and Nelson's running a little late because he's back at the station, still doing some work. She, as I told this story, this part of the story last time, she, um, Nikki's like, the little lady comes over, hey, can I help? She's like, hey, give me a salad. I'm like, you can't order before Nelson gets here. You can. It's like getting an appetizer. I was starving. <laughs> but a salad's not an appetizer. It is if you eat it before your meal. That's how it goes. Anything you eat before the meal is an appetizer. Well, what if I got like a steak for an appetizer and decided for dinner to get They don't give you steaks for appetizers. They give you side salads. They give you chicken fingers, small things, small portions. So she gets, I said, aren't you going to wait for Nelson? No. You know, and she's already got this, you know, thing going on. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I guess I'll go ahead and eat a salad too. Oh, I pressured you. You were hungry just like I was. It was like a, joining a cult. You just felt like you had to do it or something <laughs> bad was going to happen to your family. Oh, please. <laughs> so I ordered a salad and we're sitting there eating and then Nelson shows up and then we start ordering our food and our waitress, for some reason, just really bothered Nikki. And, it, it, and I don't know why, because it was just like goofy waitress stuff. She's young. She just didn't know. Yeah, she didn't know about the app. No, no big deal. She didn't know that there's a difference between sugars <laughs> and sweet and love that's sitting on the table. And that like put Nikki over the top, like the sugar thing. It yeah. was like she's about to lose it. And so a guy that I know uh, did well in the Miami Open. I'm a tennis guy. His name is Chris Eubanks. And he, he, he was playing and it was on the TV behind me. And I wanted to p- ask him to put it on the TV in front of me. So we asked the waitress and she said, oh, I don't have the remote. My manager does. I'm like, OK, well, can you ask him to do it? So he like never, it takes him forever to come over. And so we get our meal and we're eating. Am I missing anything so far? No, you you have it right. Okay. You have she it also right. has uh, not brought me the iced tea twice at this point. I've ordered it and then someone else brought it up again. You brought it up again and I wasn't going to, but you did. It happens. You know, the girl had a lot of tables. It's no, a busy... she did not. It was 10 people in there at most. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking there must be like, you know, some women get jealous of other women because she was a fairly attractive young lady. Mm. And I'm thinking like Nikki's like, uh, uh. I'm not jealous of any woman. She's like, I think she's too pretty for this job. That's that's my that was my first thought. That's crazy. Wasn't even that pretty. And so finally, the manager comes over. Oh, before the manager comes over, Nikki just out of like nowhere blows up. She turns into Ursula the sea bitch. (laughs) No, it's not out of nowhere. Now you finna tell the story wrong. Well, okay, because why I blew up? Because she came back and said, "I'm so sorry, guys. My manager. I've asked him to come out here, but he." Is not coming out here. Oh, is that why you? That's why you got mad. Yeah. She so said, you're not mad at her now. You're mad at the manager, right? Because she said he's being a douche. Is basically what she said nicely, but she asked us to please not tell him that. Keep in mind, throughout this dinner, 
Nikki D has spilled probably a half a gallon of ranch dressing on her clothing. <laughs> she was shoveling ranch all over the place. I was hungry. It was like she was doing ranch art where she was just splatter painting it on her breast. Well, and she kept tucking it in. You notice that? that? She would throw the sweater over the top of it? At one time, there was a dangling carrot from the top of her sweater. Uh, uh. Because I have Mr. Critic over here who wants to criticize every little thing I do. Oh, there's a carrot on your shirt. Oh, you spilled ranch. Oh, I'm like, can you stop staring at me? What's I'm sorry. Food? Do you not want me to tell you when you're wearing your dinner? You didn't even tell me. You told Nelson. He was right next to you, and he should know. He's our friend. So mm-hmm. you weren't trying to tell me to help me. You were trying to make fun of me. All right, so next time, Nelson, I'm going to say earmuffs. Got it. And I'm going to say, Nikki, you're wearing a lot of ranch. That will be proper. Okay, I'll do that next time. Thank you. So Nikki goes, I'm what, How did you, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this manager. I'm gonna, <laughs> no. I'm going to. It is as if all of the air goes out of the room. And she just, like, you could hear a pin drop. And she goes, will you ask him to come out here, please? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And Nelson and I just freeze. And I'm I'm thinking, like, she's defending me. I don't need to see the game. I can turn around. It's fine. I can check it on my phone. Relax. I don't pass out. But Nikki was adamant about making sure this manager changed the television. I'm usually the one that gets the bad customer service, and I'm usually the one that will say something, and usually something weird happens. I felt uncomfortable, and I said, and the waitress is there, and she says, why don't you, oh, the waitress says, would you like to talk to my manager? Nikki goes, yeah, actually, I do want to talk to your manager. I'm like, no, you don't. No, I'm saying this out yes. loud. No, you don't. Yeah, at this point, there's no time to signal her or try to go under the table. He literally has to say it out loud. Ma'am, please leave. There's no need to talk to the manager. I want to come back here. I love your establishment. Oh I don't even know who Bailey is in California. I'm telling you right now. He acted like he was so afraid. Like, why are you calling the manager? Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, who are you? You are normally the person causing a ruckus on the news for uh, uh, confronting people in restaurants. And now I oh, simply asked to speak to a manager. And now it's a whole big deal. Low blow. Crazy. Don't even. This audience does not know that story. They don't, but I'm just saying. And that was not my fault. That it's was, not your fault, but you don't that was power a, down the people ever. That was the, the, the drunk uh, drug addict that uh, made uh, some obscene gestures towards my young daughter and her friend. And I almost took him out, and then oh, we that's... almost got in a fight, and <laughs> the cops came, and it it was a it thing. Was a but I was justified. This is over a TV change. You're thing. saying that's not the same thing as putting the tennis channel on. No, we are <laughs> yeah, paying customers <laughs> who are being treated rudely. Do you hear it? Because that's like uh, that's sixty percent of the voice. Like she wasn't. At, she said, "Imagine at a hundred is how she asked the manager to be presented in front of her." But the way she just explained herself was about sixty percent. You could still feel the. You should feel it because when oh. you're going somewhere and you're paying for something, you're paying for a service. If they were feeding us at meals for free, cool. But they were not, and our service from the time we sat down till we got ignored for turning the TV to tennis, it was pretty horrible. But the Let's thing just call was, it what is- it is. You never even got your iced tea. No, the th- the thing is, is that what put her on tilt was the tennis, and it was for me. 
Yeah. She doesn't even care about it. I mean, I don't Curtis- care about it. It's the fact to know that she went and said, hey, a customer's requesting something, and he's sitting in the back like, I don't care what they're requesting. How I'm do you texting know that? on my phone. That's what she told us. She said she, she doesn't told know. Him, and he's just sitting back there texting on his phone, blowing us off. That's he what she said. He could have been, at, his mother could be in hospice in the back for all we know. No, we, not, absolutely we, not. Well, you don't know that for a fact. Matter of fact, I think I saw... A drip thing. Well, guess what? <laughs> an IV. An IV. Thank At me. the end of the day, <laughs> did the TV not get turned to your tennis? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I no mean, problem was solved. But I don't need you to stick up for me if you're going to get rowdy like that. I wasn't rowdy. <laughs> no. I did not raise my voice. There was no obscenities. I was not rowdy. I simply asked to speak to the manager. Well, uh, I'm, I learned my lesson not to go to Mel's anymore with Nikki D. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I will not be sad about that. Maybe that was her master plan all along. <laughs> I know, because she's so sick of going. Sick of males. I, well, you're not, don't say things like that. I am. I don't Just because they wouldn't change there. the television, you're being you're being rude. No, I'm not. All this talk about Mel's making me hungry for them. Be, what, the be, bacon, lettuce, and avocado, baby. Oh, lab. Mm. Lettuce, avocado, bacon. That's what you got to do. They call it the lab. lab. All right. Call it the lab. Their lettuce is so crisp and green. <sighs> So no, it's not. So fresh brown and clean. Plenty of it's brown so pieces. Right. <laughs> are we doing headlines? I don't know who you are right now, but. <laughs> oh, my God. It's less than three weeks and we get <laughs> grumpy face in here. All right, go ahead. What's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what could be the cause of space crashes and how a man got squatters out of his mother's house. Can't wait to hear all that. Mm-hmm. In such a positive way, I'm sure. <laughs> And then here, uh, in about 20 minutes, uh, New York Times bestseller, if you remember, Brad Meltzer lost history on History Channel. Brad Meltzer's decoded on History Channel. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a buddy. He's got a new like kids book out if you got kids. But he's the most interesting guy you could ever meet. If you know who I'm talking about, you already know that. But if you don't know who I'm talking about, let me just put it this way. The United States government trusts him with information that they don't trust people on their own level with. Right. All right. That's how big of a deal he is and how much he knows. Anyway, so Brad Meltzer here at the top of the hour. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. Time flies. Here's the third round of headlines. Go ahead, Nikki D. Space is having some close encounters, but not of the third kind. H5. It's part of Starlink the expansive constellation from Musk and SpaceX that hopes to bring the world low-latency, high-speed internet. Starlight satellites may soon be involved in about 90% of close encounters between two spacecrafts in low orbit. So what's happening is getting crowded up there with all the satellites that's been sent up, and they're having to, like, navigate around different space um, satellite things that's up there to keep them from colliding. So what they're trying to do is... Um, they can't clean it up, unfortunately. They're just hoping that somehow they can confide. Um, what are, what they're saying? The they've only had three confirmed collisions that have happened so far, but they're predicting that more may come about. But they're also saying that that's what their people are seeing as UFOs. Is a space oh, junk. Oh, is when they are hitting each other and coming out. They've only had three that have actually happened. So, like all these UFO sightings, which is a great, you know, if you're trying to cover something up. That's a great, I, I didn't think about that. I didn't either. You're like, okay, I mean, you, you, there's tons of videos. Every day there's a video of somebody showing a UFO. I saw yep. one the other day of somebody on a plane, and literally right next to the plane, 
this thing was just floating. Like this metal object was just floating next to the plane. And we don't even get freaked out anymore. You know, because we just, I think we're all going, okay, well, we know they're aliens. I mean, it's like, duh. <laughs> so are you saying you believe them when they say it's just space junk that we're seeing and not actual UFOs, or you think they're really UFOs? It's both. No, I don't. I, it might be a little bit. No, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm one of those weird alien believer guys. You know, I think they're already here. They live in the mountains. They live underwater and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> They've just been observing us. Yeah. The, the, so the UFOs that we're seeing are actually them. They're just like going, I don't know if I want to stay here. This place is horrible. <laughs> a little bit of both. I gotta get, I'm trying to get out of here. I need to find some gas for my my spaceship, and nobody's got it right now. It's too expensive. I can't get home. The gas is too Five expensive. Five bucks a gallon? You ain't making it out the Milky Way, boy. No. All right. Second headline. A Las Vegas man gave a couple of squatters a dose of their own medicine. H6. Yeah, that was the intention. What? How do you how do you squat in your own family's home? I, I don't understand. What did you do? Sit on their couch? Sit on their face? What What do you do? What? <laughs> I just waited for them to vacate so that I figured if they could take a home, I could take a home. Yeah. So this guy, he him and his mom. Where's that from? Where's what from? That audio. I think it was from Good Morning America that I pulled it from. What the hell is that woman talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of. sit on their face on GMA? I wasn't sure if you can say that. It doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) Well, she's saying that because what he did was he waited for the people to leave out of his mom's house that they squatted in. And he went in. He put up cameras. He had guns. And he went and sat on the couch is what he actually did. And he waited for them to come back. And when they came back, he pretty much let them know, like, you only have one option. Get out or I'm going to shoot you out. Like, basically, he wasn't going through the legal system. He wasn't waiting 30 to 60 days to evict him. And the people just went ahead and packed their stuff up and they left. Hold on. His parents? So his mom had to move in with him because she's elderly. His dad passed away. She couldn't stay by herself anymore. So they put her house up for rent. And this lady contacted them and wanted to rent the house, but she didn't qualify. She didn't have enough money, whatever, whatever. She didn't qualify. And she just went ahead and moved in anyway. Oh, yeah. It happens a lot. Yes. The the house that uh, I'm moving from in Atlanta, when we moved in, you know, it needed needed some love, right? So we rented the reno. And all the neighbors were very excited we moved in. And it was just, it was nice. It was welcoming. But, I mean, they were like, it was weirdly overly excited. And we were there for maybe a month or so. And it's like midnight. And get this aggressive bang at the front door. And I go down. And it's this jacked up black dude wearing a tactical vest. And he had his badge dangling. You know, so he was a cop. But he's like uh-huh. one of those cool special cops. Special forces. Special forces yeah. cop. And his his face looked like he wanted to just eat my face. He was so mean looking. And I'm like oh, half asleep. I'm like, yes, sir. Can I help you, sir? And he goes, <sighs> and he let he like lets it all out and starts to laugh. He goes, you're not in Mbagwe Nikwikwo or whatever you guys name. I'm like, no, sir, I'm not. And he goes, all right, well, I'm looking for him because there's squat. So the people that lived in the house before it was in foreclosure were squatters. And there was like seven or eight of them, and they just threw all their stuff in the basement. I had no idea when I bought the house. Wow. I didn't find out until afterwards. And the neighbors then started telling me the story, and I'm like, should I be worried? Right. Did they like going on in there? Bury something in the backyard, and they're going to come back for it or something? (laughs) That's what I would have been thinking. And you all wonder why I'm a big security camera guy. Now that does make sense why you have all those cameras around your house. It could have been drug dealers. Anything could have been going on there. But it's it's a problem. If you have properties and you rent them out, even with the Airbnb, VRBO world, if somebody stays after 30 days and they're getting mail at your house, renters in just about every one of the states here 
have more rights than owners. And it's amazing. Yep. You know, which is a story for another day and why my mother and I were estranged for 17 years. But, you know, that's a story <laughs> for another day. But it, I've gone through this process before, so I know. And I feel for you if you're going through it now. Uh, a buddy of mine named Brad Meltzer. Some of you may have heard of him. You watched his show on History Channel uh, 2010. Decoded was on for a couple years, then Lost History was on in 2014. Love, love those shows. I'm a history buff. And he's also a New York Times bestseller. He's the creator of shows. He's just an interesting guy. He's one of the smartest. He is the smartest guy I know. Smarter than Jeopardy Jeff. Uh, but he's just very, very fascinating. That's smart. Very, very interesting. Uh, so we'll have Brad Meltzer join us if all goes well here next. It's the BS on 98 Rock. All right. Thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, they're uh, doing this for as long as I've been doing this. There are a handful of people that I honestly can say are not only my favorite guests, but some of my favorite people just in general. I feel honored to be this guy's friend, uh, acquaintance, if you will. You know, and I and I and I I met him after being a fan of watching like uh, Brad Meltzer's Decoded on the History Channel or Brad Meltzer's Lost History. It was just so interesting and fascinating and so well done. Um, but outside of you know being a TV host and creator, Brad is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, I think the last book he put out was the Nazi Conspiracy. But then he's got this string of books. That's it's a really kind of interesting story why he did them. Um, but they're like uh, the, the, there's a series called Ordinary People Change the World. And it's they're kind of their kids books for hmm. the most part. And Brad, you got a new one. Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, good to speak to you, my friend. So this I am Temple Grandin. Uh, no, OK, so, you know, who Temple Grandin. Oh, yes. I love the story of Temple Grandin. Yes. Brad, would you like to explain, please? Yeah, so let me just set the stage here. I mean, you know, I, these are kids' books. I was I, I, I was tired of my own kids um, looking at reality. Not tired of oh, just my kids, okay. right? But I was tired of my kids look. I was tired of my kids looking at at reality TV show stars and people on Instagram and thinking that's that's being a hero. And I said I want to give them better heroes to look up to. Heroes of confidence and kindness and compassion. And just being a good person. And so we started with I'm Amelia Earhart. We did I am Abraham Lincoln. I am Rosa Parks. I am Albert Einstein. And, um, you know, we've done everyone from I'm Dolly Parton and people you know to Walt Disney um, and Jim Henson. And this is our first hero uh, with who is autistic. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing thing. Temple Grandin is a scientist. She's an animal behaviorist. But what she's known for is just thinking differently and that her autism is not something that's you know, uh, she sees it as a strength of hers. And, and on every the back of every book is always that moral lesson. So on the back of I Am Amelia Earhart, it says, I know no bounds. And on the back of Abraham, I Am Abraham Lincoln, it says, I will speak my mind and speak for others. And on the back of I Am Temple Grandin, it says, I am proud to be different. And my God, I want my daughter to have that lesson. I want my sons to have that lesson. So that's where Temple Grandin comes from. And just in time, because uh, March is Women's History Month. And April is Autism Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So it's it's strategic, perfect planning on your part, Brad. Uh, for once, we're usually not that organized. <laughs> but, you know, when we found this story, you know, the things, and whenever I do a book, there's always, you know, we, the stories just blow me away. So just to tell you who she is, as you know, when Temple Grandin, she, was, she loved animals and she loved being 
seeing the world in a different way. And so when she gets to the farms, they're telling her, oh, these cows won't come down this passageway. They won't walk down the chute. And everyone's like, well, they just don't like the chute. They, you know, something's wrong. And she comes in and here comes this woman who gets down on her hands and knees to look at it from a cow's point of view. And all the people on the farm are like, this woman's a nut. And she's like, no, I can see it. The sun's in their eyes. That's why they're not walking down the chute. And the one farmer's like, you've got to be kidding. No way. This is ridiculous. But the other farmer's like, listen to her. Try it out. And they build something over the blocks of sun, and suddenly all the cows start walking. And what's so amazing is, and this is a, an actual statistic, is that at this moment, um, and, and I can't even believe this is true, half the cattle in the U.S. and Canada are handled in equipment designed to treat them more humanely thanks to her. Really? And, oh. and, and again, Temple Grandin is the least known hero we've probably ever done. I mean, we've done Martin Luther King Jr., John Lewis, as I said, Dolly Parton. But Temple Grandin's the least known, but maybe the most important book we do because it teaches you that, you know what, it's okay to be different. In fact, it's beautiful. The wor- There's a message in here that says the world doesn't get better by doing things the same way. It gets better by creative and unconventional thinking. And my God, look where the world is right now. We tear each other apart every day on social media. Wouldn't it be beautiful to give your kids, whether they're on the spectrum or not, a message that says, it's okay to be exactly who you are. That's what I am Temple Grandin as a book stands for. Do you, do you like your, your, your workflow, I guess, you know, because uh, you're, you do the comic books, you know, the history is what, you know, that's when I fell in love with Brad Meltzer, right? The history stuff. And then you did start doing the, the uh, ordinary people change the world series. Um, like, do you get, bored with that series and say okay i gotta go write a book like the nazi conspiracy or you know the history channel has been begging to have me back there's something i can do there no you know what the truth is is uh you know i talked to the history channel they're great i love that we got to do our shows with them but the nazi conspiracy is just decoded in book form a secret plot to kill winston churchill and fdr and stalin at the height of world war ii like, yeah, I want to go do that. So the, the, the thriller part of my brain is like, I want to tackle that true story. Same thing with the Lincoln conspiracy or the first conspiracy about the secret plot to kill George Washington. I was, that was me just being obsessed with history. What the kids' books do is they let me take a mental break and say, now I'm going to do something for my own kids and give them a gift. And the gift I can give them are these, these moral lessons that our kids are starving for. Our kids are starving for heroes. And what the you know, I don't care who you are. If you don't choose kids for your heroes, they're going to choose them. So you might as well have some say in it. Yeah. Absolutely. So we we were having this conversation yesterday. There's a story about the Murdoch Murdoch murders. Yeah. And yeah. there was an auction, and people were paying ridiculous amounts of money, like five hundred dollars for a thirty dollar Yeti. And we were having the conversation of people that collect things from horrible people. You know, going back to you know your book, the Nazi conspiracy, Hitler. All of his stuff and the Nazi Germany stuff uh, are, are huge collectibles. Like you find it, and, and they're worth a lot of money. But how do you display those things? And it, when you do, how do you introduce it to somebody at your house? Why do people want to collect this stuff, Brad? You know, they they have been crazy ass collectors their whole lives. There are people who I, I went to a place in Washington D.C. The government took me in. You're, it's not open to the public but um, where they have Abraham Lincoln's bloodied cuffs and his hat from when he was shot and killed. They have the assassin 
of Abraham Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth, they have his, his spinal cord there. They have a piece of his spine. I've held his spine in my hand. And Gutierrez, who, who famously killed President Garfield, they have his brain in a jar that I was with. And that's a crazy day at work for me, right? Like, that's just bananas. But people used to keep these things like relics because they thought there was power in them. And, and you know, Adolf Hitler used to chase these, like, crazy magical objects. And not that I believe they were magical and not that I believe they had power. What I care about is Adolf Hitler wanted them. And if Adolf Hitler wanted them, that's, again, a cool, crazy story. So I think people forever through history chase totems as if they're going to give them power because they're too afraid to admit that the world you know, is sometimes just doesn't make sense as, you know, and and it's just, all those things are just done out of fear. So what I love is of course the good story. Uh, And to me, like the Nazi conspiracy, um, you know, a good story is a good story. You know, one of my favorite stories in there is about this guy named Otto Skorzeny. He's a Nazi. And we know FDR and you know, Winston Churchill, you know, Stalin, you've heard that, but the best stories about the people you've never heard. And Otto Skorzeny um, is a Nazi who gets paged to come to Adolf Hitler's private uh, uh, headquarters. It's called the Wolf's Lair. And he gets to the Wolf's Lair and he's a special ops guy and Hitler's trying to figure out who his best special ops guy is. So he lines up all his best fighters in a room, shoulder to shoulder, and he quizzes them. Hitler quizzes them with one question. He says, what do you think of Italy? And they all say, oh, we love Italy. You know, they're all kissing the, the rear end of the boss. We're going to fight to the end with them. They're on our side. And there's one voice Otto Skorzeny, this Nazi who shouts above everyone else and says, I am from Austria, my Fuhrer. And it's a gamble because he knows that Adolf Hitler's from Austria and a true Austrian forever resents Italy because in World War I, Italy took a key piece of Austria and never gave it back. And in that moment, Adolf Hitler turns to this guy, Otto Skorzeny. He's like, you're my guy. You're my guy. And he sends him on a secret mission that is so bananas. I won't ruin it here. You'll see it in the book. But that is so crazy. We, Josh mentioned on my co-authors, we asked the editor and we said, you need to put a photograph of this moment in the book because no one will believe it's true unless we show it to them. And you'll see it. You, the Nazi conspiracy is the wildest Nazi story you've never heard in your life. Do you have any of that type of stuff in your house? Do you collect that stuff? You know what I do collect? Uh, I do collect, like, I have some cool, like, uh, movie stuff. but I, And I have a... Um, the one, the couple of historical things I have is I do have, uh, my wife got me an Abraham Lincoln document. And I love that. Like, it's not kooky crazy. I just love that here's this piece of paper that Abraham Lincoln signed. And a very good friend of mine got me a, um, a story that Jim Henson did and signed. And that's like, those are, those are like precious things. There's no power to them. There's no anything, but it's just like, those are Abraham Lincoln and Jim Henson, those are my heroes. Yeah, but those are, you know, good dudes. Yeah. You know, you're not collecting stuff from no, Dave yeah, no, Koresh. No, I'm not brain, right? And no, I don't, I, don't, I don't go for that nonsense. Yeah, because, you know, think about it, Brad. You, 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 you know, okay, the, the Meltzers are having a party, and all their friends come over, and Brad's got this room of Nazi memorabilia. How do you introduce this to your bestest buddies and say, oh. Yeah, this- I mean, and the thing that I don't like about it, of course, is that you're giving power to it. Right. That's what you're doing. And so I I would like if I had all the money in the world, brother, I would buy all that stuff. And then I donate it to a museum. It should be in a museum. It needs to be in places where people say this really happened. That's what's important about that stuff. That's why we collect this stuff is to prove 
that these things that there are people who insist it didn't happen, prove it happened. And, and the scary part is, is, you know, when, when everyone, you know, when you say the word Nazi now, everyone's like, oh, it's thrown around too much. I'm talking about real Nazis. Let's talk for a moment. Real Nazis march in Charlottesville. And we all wring our hands and we all go, oh, I can't believe this happened here. And then when we were researching the Nazi conspiracy, just as an example, again, it's a nonfiction book. It's an amazing story. But we found out that back during, you know, we, we think when that happens here, we're like, that should be in the 1940s. That can't happen in America. That only happens in Europe. But when we were researching the book, we found that there was a Nazi rally that took place in Madison Square Garden back in World War II in the heart of New York City. 20,000 people getting together to cheer. They had a big picture of George Washington surrounded by swastikas. And the first speaker at the rally said, if George Washington were alive today, he'd be friends with Adolf Hitler. So why are we still fighting Nazis and people still collecting this stuff in 2023? Because the Nazis never left. When, when they get beat, they don't just go, oh, you know what? The good guys are right. I'm going to switch sides. No, they just go underground and they disappear. And as we're all learning, World War II never ended. The Civil War never ended. We're still fighting it every day. Yeah, that's crazy that they had that. At Mad- just think about it. Madison Square Garden, a ticketed event. You know, go in there, and that and that took place. You know, uh, now that you you know you you're focused from what I understand. Last couple of times that I've spoken to you, it's been about the books and whatnot. Um, but when you go back, you know, I guess years ago, the United States government trusted Brad Meltzer with a lot of information just because of his how his mind works and what he knows and whatnot. One of my favorite stories is when you were you know researching your novel, The Inner Circle. Um, the president. H.W. Uh, Bush gave you a copy of the secret letter that he left in the Oval Office for Bill Clinton. Wow! I mean, how cool is that? You you still have that? I'm assuming, yes. So they he gave me a, he didn't give me his copy. He revealed the text of it to me for the very first time. Even his biographer never got it. His biographer was like, "Why'd you give it to Meltzer, man? I'm your biographer." <laughs> um, but here's a story. I don't know if I ever told you this. This is even crazier. His right before so I I got I was close with uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush Sr. Both have wrote me really nice letters about my books and, and invited me to the White House for a private lunch and all this stuff. And listen, President, I don't care what your politics are. If president invites you, you go. And right before President Bush Sr. passed away, um, I couldn't say this at the time. No one knew it, but I had to keep it secret. But what, right before he died, they were inviting um, his favorite authors to come read to him on what became basically his deathbed. And I was one of the authors who got the call. And I'm wow. in Kennebunkport, Maine. And, and I go in and the Secret Service tell me, they're like, listen, he's, you're going to read to him for like five, 10 minutes. And then he's going to fall asleep because he's just sleeping a lot. these days. Like, you got it. No problem. I'm happy to be here. And I go into and, and Secret Service leave. And I can look at him. I, I know it's going it, to, it, you know, I know it's what's going on. It's not, you know, this is the end. And it's myself. It's my wife. It's President Bush and his service dog, Sully. And I pick up a copy of The First Conspiracy, a book I wrote about the secret plot, as I mentioned, to kill George Washington. And him and Bill Clinton have both given me really nice blurbs on the book, saying it was such a good book. And I said, sir, you want to read this book? It was on his desk. And it's on his, with a stack of books on his desk. It's one of the books on his desk. And it looks like it's been read, I can't tell you how many times. And he, I say, you want to read this one, sir? And he says, mm-hmm, because he can't speak anymore. He just says, mm-hmm, or uh-uh. And sure enough, I get five minutes in and, you know, he falls asleep as as they tell me he's going to. And I say, I'm just going to finish the chapter. And the chapter I brought to him was the chapter where George Washington has the Declaration of Independence read to the troops for the very first time. And Bush is asleep. And then I get to those words, those words we all know. 
We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And in that moment, President Bush's eyes pop open and he's locked on me. It's like it's an infusion of the declaration itself. And I get to the end of the chapter, I say, sir, and he's wide awake. I say, sir, you want to read another chapter? Mm-hmm. And another chapter? Mm-hmm. And another? Mm-hmm. Instead of being there for five or 10 minutes, I'm there for a full hour. And, you know, to be able to read about our oldest, uh, the, our first president, at that point, our oldest living president was one of the most humbling moments of my life. So, uh, mm. again, I never think when I started my career that I was going to be able to do that. I'm just thankful oh. that I get to tell the stories I tell. Wow. Oh, cool. Like, I got teared up listening. <laughs> I got goosebumps. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why I love Brad Meltzer so much. That story has never been told. Never, no one knows. That, that is just, I mean, I'm sitting here just picturing myself I know, in, in that room. room. And what you said, it doesn't matter what your politics are. If the president calls, you honor the office and you honor, honor the job and you go. That's great. I love it. All right. Yeah. And then listen, I was able to tell the story since it happened, um, but I don't think I've ever told it to you, but I've, I've been able to tell it now. And it's just such a fun story to share. Well, I am Temple Grinnan, uh, available now. You can grab that for your kids. It's uh, or for anybody, really. I mean, it's 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 fantastic. All of Brad's work is Brad. Thank you so much for for coming on the new show. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll get you back. I know you have to make time to do this because uh, of the time slot and stuff. So thanks for doing it for me, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Brad Meltzer. I am Temple Grandin. Fa- I, like, that was so fascinating. I love listening to him talk. I can just sit and listen to him talk all day. It, it, <laughs> I swear I can. And I have. I feel so much smarter every time I talk to him. Talking to that man for an hour? Oh, I bet it just leaves you almost exhausted because I, you got to like keep up with him. When I say, well, no. I just ask a question, and then I just sit back and listen. And listen. Oh, that's all I do, <laughs> because I just want to hear him. Anyway, pick up the book, would you? All right, it's the BS on 98 Rock. I thought it was interesting, Nikki D, uh, after we got off the phone with uh, Brad Meltzer, who we just had on the show, Nelson, he says, he says that that's like one of the most interesting guys I've ever, that, or that guy was one of the most interesting people I've ever heard. He called him that guy. Mm-hmm. So you're not familiar with Brad Meltzer. I don't, I, I'm not. Like, I was trying to, as you were telling me about him, like, think if I'd seen any of his his features or if I'd read any of his stuff. I want to go read his books now, though. This is the most interesting guy ever. Oh, my God. I was on the edge of my seat listening to the George Bush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, the like the power and to have been, like, invited into this guy's last moments. He was like the leader, not like, he was the leader of the free world at one point. You know, it's funny, You know, Brad Meltzer would be considered a celebrity, of course. You know, I guess, I, I think the definition is as long as you're on TV, right? Uh, yeah. You're a celebrity. So, and, and he's, anyway, so, like, you look at a guy like that, even if you don't know, like, you listen around, you have no idea who he is, and you listen to him. There's no way you can deny this. I trust that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I do it, too. You know, it, it didn't sound like some big sales pitch from him, you know, buy my book, buy my book. He was just explaining, hey, this is my work. It's, you know, I'm really proud of it. This is what it's about if you're interested, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But people like that, those celebrity types that talk to you, you know, you, the, the key is talking to people, not at people. You know, same with radio. There's a lot of radio shows that think they're gods and they're not. Your job is no different than any other job in this world. Uh, the only difference is, well, I mean, it's different, but you know what I mean? You're not better than anybody. Mm-mm. So you talk to people. You don't talk at them. 
And that's what Brad Meltzer does. And that's why you trust him. And that's why people trust him. That's why the United States government trusts him. That's why George Sr. trusted him before he died. That's why the Bush family trusted him before he died. I mean, like, that level of trust is amazing. Absolutely. Can you think of another celebrity that you would have that kind of trust? Not knowing them, never met them, no idea. I mean, other than what you see on TV or what you read in the tabloids, but you still trust them because of fill in the blank. I feel that way about Tina Turner, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. I've watched so many of her like stories and documentaries about her life, and just because all of the things that she went through, she never let it change or shape how she treated people because of her own traumas. And like after I watched her latest documentary, I, all I kept saying was like, I just want to be near her. I just want to be around her. I just want to be in her space. So for me, it's Tina Turner. I'd agree. I trust her wholly. I'd agree with that. Wholly. That documentary is amazing. Yes, it was. It just touched me in a whole different way. She had some struggles. She did. But I she, mean, outside oh, of just Ike, but she I, had some her, struggles. Her with her mom, mm. still, even now, she said her mom's never told her that she loves her or that she's proud of her. You know, one of the most interesting things about that documentary, uh, Nikki D, was that all she wanted to do was be a rock star. Yep. Now, you got to understand the definition of rock then was a lot different than what the definition of rock is now. We have rock stations now. You know, 30 years ago, <laughs> rock was played on just top 40 pop stations. Uh, so she just wanted to be a rock star. There was no kind of, this is what a rock star is. Exactly. It was just a rock star. And that people kept telling her to do different types of music. A lot of it had to do with, of course, her being African-American. Exactly. You know, and this is that. And they wanted to put her in a box. That's a really good example. Yeah. That's really good. So yeah, that's Tina Turner, person. Nelson. <laughs> Dang, you gonna, You took my answer. I was gonna say Tina no, Ike. You actually, I was gonna say Ike. no, not Ike. I was gonna say <laughs> Tina Fey, but I can't do another Tina now. No, I, immediately to me, I stayed. I, I went with the, the scientist angle, and it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think I'd believe anything that that man says to me. See, I don't. Why? I don't. I don't know. Oh. What, I don't know what the fascination is with that guy. <laughs> I I think he's a snake oil salesman. Oh no. Mm-hmm. I do. Don't ruin him for me. I'll live in my little, my bubble. He has you all tricked. You know, and outside, like, you can't even put politicians in here. If you trust a politician, you're crazy. That's your fault. You're crazy. See, I feel like the way you do about Neil deGrasse Tyson, I feel that about Bill Nye. I don't know. Bill Nye, I don't, I don't trust him. Well, he he comes, uh, Bill Nye. uh, I don't know, man. (laughs) Remember Mr. Wizard? Now, Mr. Wizard, I'm in on. I liked him because he wasn't afraid to be just like a jerk to kids sometimes. He wouldn't put up with any nonsense, but he would always steer you right. You know who the, you know who the most trustworthy celebrity in the world is? It's got to uh, be Ryan Reynolds. The Reading Rainbow guy. Ooh, LeVar Burton. Butterfly in the sky. Got to be him. No, LeVar Burton's not on the list. He should have been the Jeopardy he's host. Not, he's not even on the Ryan list. Ryan Reynolds not on the list either. Really? Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. Mr. Rogers. Hugh Jackman's number five, actually. Nah, I buy that. <laughs> I buy that. I got you know. I trust Hugh Jackman. Uh huh. Yeah. I, <laughs> What's I, not to trust? I trust. Yeah. If you can't trust Wolverine, you can't trust anything. That and you know he's a good dude because like he is much more attractive than his spouse. But after he got famous, he was with her before he was famous. He didn't go and get some little Hollywood starlet. He stayed with his wife. It's funny you say that, Nelson, because I'll tell you this: that is one of my parameters for trusting somebody. Like like in a celebrity world mm-hmm. or a pitch person is if they still have morals. Because for some reason, we've lost morals and yes, we've lost we ethics and we we've, we find things that uh, that were tradition and what the, everything has been built on is 
is like, let's change everything. Let's just change it because you don't believe in it. Um, you got to have some type of foundation. Every house is built on one. So I look at their personal life. Mm-hmm. And if they take Kurt Warner, for example, right? Great guy. Have you ever seen the story about Kurt Warner, that, that like B movie that came out, which was actually really, really good. I mean, that guy worked his ass off to get to the NFL. He was cut day one with the Green Bay Packers. That's insane. Because he kind of misunderstood what the direction was. Oh. But he's been with his, he fell in love with his wife in college. And he's been with, he, he, he walked like five, ten miles in the snow to get a, a gas. He had like a dollar in his pocket. Mm-hmm. She was, it was just an amazing story. Kurt Warner, I'd trust. Yes. Because of that. Top of the list. But the, 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 num- the most trustworthy celebrity in the world uh, is Keanu Reeves. Yes. Well, he is a good Facts. dude. He is a good dude. He has shown and proven himself to be just that. He helps homeless people. He helps anybody he can help. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would go with Keanu He did Reeves. steal my move, though. What move? He, I started not touching people when people would come up and take pictures. And shortly after that, in the six months after that, he made national headlines because that's what he does. If you go to take a picture with him, he doesn't touch people. So that there's nothing like he's not messing with anybody. He's not in your space. You came up for the picture, but there's not anything inappropriate. I'm not putting my hand somewhere it doesn't need to be. Nelson came up with a movie idea for The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other part of this, and he yeah. called it The Fatrix. Yes. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And he's really upset that he ripped off his gimmick. Well, like, we couldn't get a wide enough angle lens. You know that scene where he kind of does the flip over backwards? Uh-huh. And Nelson's like, cut. Even CGI can't do this. Sorry. Mm-mm. Nelson did that move at the gym last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was getting back from that one. Betty White at number two. I mean, if you can't trust somebody that's not breathing, then who can you trust? Uh, rest your soul, Betty White. Morgan Freeman at three. Oh, and yeah. Robin Williams at four. I don't know how old this list is, but there's uh, a lot of dead people on here. There is a lot of dead people on there. <laughs> but maybe that's what people are saying. They would trust these people the most. That's who I trust. I have you know, a, D- I have a they D- were still here. I have a DTA policy. Don't trust anyone. That's what, that's my thing now. I'm just going to trust people that aren't living. <laughs> they can never lie to you. Can't do anything wrong. Well, what do they say? Two men can keep a secret if one of them's dead. Who says that? Like, that's it's old saying. It's old saying. Oh, really? you never heard that before. Never heard that before. Wow. This is the second time in 24 hours I've heard a saying that I never heard before. What's the other one? I know you're gonna. I should even. Say it. I don't remember. I hate it when you do that. When you want to say it, but you just can't. I want to know. Well, who said it? Hey, hey, Ron. Oh, okay. There's no. Some coming. biblical reference. Oh. What? No. Because okay. I, because I said Rob Peter to pay Paul, and he's like, "You got to stop saying that." I was like, "It's like the first time I've ever said it to you." He goes, "You got to stop with the biblical sayings." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Are you Satan?" <laughs> I was like, how do you know Peter and Paul are biblical? How do you know they're not my friends from college? (laughs) One was poor, one was rich. I robbed Peter and I paid Paul. You don't know my story. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got for us? I'm going to tell you who thought feeding gators was a good idea. And what could save your life if you don't sleep well? All right, good stuff. We'll get that to you here momentarily. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Fourth and final round of headlines. It is Nick D. Most people feed ducks, but this couple decided to feed gators. Eight, seven. Neighbors say different people have started feeding new gators. I'm from New York. We don't feed our gators. 
We see them in the zoo. <laughs> okay. So this video has gone viral of a couple sitting in like this lakey, swampy water. And they have toast in their hand and they're breaking the toast off and throwing it to this gator. The gator is coming up so close to them that it could like touch the man's feet. And so people are trying to figure out exactly where they are. They don't know, but they're assuming somewhere in the Florida Everglades. Because when you go to the social media play, uh, page, it's West Side Airboats. And they're known to do those airboat rides and things down there. But it says everywhere, danger, don't feed gators. That's where I lost my virginity, in the Everglades. Not to an alligator. But <laughs> Thank you for qu- clarifying that. True story, though. <laughs> That's, it was a crocodile. Actually, those people are, are nuts. You know, like I, I live most of my life in Florida, and you know, I've been around gators forever. Uh, I, I would, you don't like everybody knows not to feed the gators. It's like you don't feed animals that you don't want to come back. The alligators don't know that the difference between a piece of chicken and your arm. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. There's a uh, a national story. Uh, it popped up on my feed. This uh, woman that I used to work with, and she uh, she she's not she's she's like not really in the radio business anymore. But her full time gig is, and she's been doing this forever, is working with reptiles. And she works at Gatorland Zoo in, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, she travels the world. And she you know she, she crocodiles and alligators, and she's like the reptile lady now. And she's a big deal, huge social media following. And so she's on. They did this story on her, and it's just exploded. And it says, uh, be, "Guys don't want to. Guys are afraid to date me because I feed alligators or something like that." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, would be I, too. I don't think I could date or marry somebody in a dangerous job." Yeah, because they might die, and you're gonna be sad and, and lonely and missing them because they got eaten by alligators. I mean, or worse, they're gonna get handicapped and you gotta take care of them forever. Oh, and who wants to take care of the person you love? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I saw a story of some celebrity. They said that's divorcing their his wife because she's um, sick. Some yeah. people do it. I, See, that's, people it's, are trash. It's that's so horrible. It's so inconsiderate for her to get sick. <laughs> exactly. How dare she? I mean, what? And then you and then you feel bad about yourself because there goes you know in your head you're like, you know, it would have been nice if she just kind of went peacefully. Chopped you know? <laughs> up. There's no need for her to be a piece of broccoli for the next 15 years. You know, it's like. <laughs> She is really disrespectful and just not really thinking about my life. Right. <laughs> Why would she hold you back like that? Granted, her eyes are open. She can't see. She can't hear. But I can't bring another woman home. It's just weird. No. It's like a picture frame of your grandma on your bed. It's like when the dog's laying there, too, staring yeah, at you. The dog, yeah, the dog's staring <laughs> at you. Did you not look? All right, next one. Got A new poll shows you can counteract poor sleep. H8. Cardiovascular exercises and stretching are some of the best workouts to help aid in sleep. How long you exercise is also a factor. A team of researchers based in China wanted to better understand the protective power of exercise. So they took 92,000 adults between the ages of 40 and 73. And what they found out in their study is that if you complete 150 minutes of moderate or vigorous physical activity every week, it could help offset some of your health issues if you're sleeping too little or too much. I agree. Yes. You know who doesn't? Nelson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. If I, if, if, I, if I were to ask Nelson, Nikki, this question, would you rather have an hour of exercise a day oh. or an extra hour of sleep? What do you think his answer would be? I think he'd say sleep for 600 Okay. Pay the woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the woman. That would be my guess. She knows her Nelson. As much as I like to get my rest, I, I love to get up early. Love to get up early. 
I ain't going to say I love to get up early, but I can say that I am noticing a difference now that I am getting up early and going to the gym. So the fact that I may not be sleeping a whole bunch like I might used to, I'm able to feel a little bit better getting up early and going to the gym. Too much sleep is bad for you. It gives you groggy and you wake up with a headache and you be all out of it. So, no, I don't like to sleep too much. You gain weight and you become sluggish and you become miserable. But when you're like today, we didn't work out because I was busy, right? Mm-hmm. You Not a good day. Right? Well, we still got up early, though. Well, I understand that, but you didn't exercise. I didn't exercise, but it wasn't a bad day for me because my arms hurt, so it's giving me some time to heal. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to heal up then because we're not going tomorrow either. Ooh. And we're not going next week. Oh, because the family's oh, cause, in town. family will be here. Family's I'm still going to go next week. I can get up and go by myself and walk. I got my app, the thing on the app. So You're going to sneak into the gym because she screenshot at the guest pass. <laughs> 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 it's not sneaking. I'm going to scan it. And you know who told her to do it? The people that work there. <laughs> really? They Love sure that. did. I was like, why don't you just let her in then? <laughs> well, right. That's the point. I've got to, I, I, I have to figure out where to send my family because I still have to work next week and they want to go do stuff. And I, I've not been here long enough to know what to do. And I've been asking everybody for suggestions. So. We'll have a couple minutes when we get back before we wrap things up. If anybody has suggestions, like, they'll have a car. So, you know, like, within an hour and a half, maybe? Two hours. Two two hours tops. Any suggestions for uh, my family? This will be the first. I'm really trying to impress my daughter because I convinced her to move out here. So you want it to be appealing when she comes. Oh, my God. Not her to be like, ah. I want to stay in Georgia. Only if everyone listening knows what I've been going through the last couple of weeks prepping for my daughter to get here. You've been working hard. Working hard to make it perfect. Because mm-hmm. I'm a good dad. You are. You're a great dad. No, I'm a good dad. So if anybody has any suggestions, you can either go to the social media at Listen to the BS. I guess you couldn't do it on Facebook. Uh, I mean, on Instagram, but you could do it on Facebook. Or you can call us. Old school, right? 916-909-0985. All right. Finish things up here. Last minute calls, comments, concerns, anything on that here. We'll bring it up. It's the BS on 90 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS here on 90 Rock. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there is Nikki D. That is me. My microphone's all weird. All right. Yeah, why does your mic sound like that? Because I was talking on the side of it because oh. I broke it and I dropped it and I apologize. There's Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just made sure it wasn't something I did. No, 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 no. You already did what you did. <laughs> You definitely did. You already did what you did. Now I can't have my conversation. See, this is what happens when when you when you don't do what you're supposed to do. It affects other people. Now my family comes into town tomorrow. I pick them up at the airport, and uh, they're going to be here for a week. I'm trying to impress my daughter more or less. I was going to take suggestions on where to go. I got people trying to offer me suggestions, but now I got to run, run out of time and I got to go. So the only place I know to take them is to the Galleria Mall. In Mel's. Mel's. Oh, in Mel's. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> and we just got the app. Yeah, I understand. Well, I, t- 10 days of spring break for a 17, almost 18-year-old at Mel's Diner. Uh, <laughs> as much as I like Mel's, <laughs> I think she's going to want a little bit more. Uh, they, she wants to go to the beach. Still a little chilly, but she just, just wants to see the beach. Okay. So I've been told to send her to Dillon Beach, uh, which I've not been to. So they're going to go to Dillon Beach. Because there'll probably still be things to do out there, even though you can't get in the water. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, just the scenery. Just, to, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to poke around. She's going to go to the campus at Sierra Community College. Oh, neat. She'll like that. Oh, the other place I told her to go to was Nuggies. Nuggies? Mm-hmm. Nu- oh, the, the grocery store. Yeah, the yes, Nuggets. It's yeah. nice in there. That was the first place my wife and I went to when we got into town. 
<laughs> Never been there. They didn't know what it was. Walked in and was like, this place is amazing. They have whole crabs here in the, in the little counter thing. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh. Nelson didn't like it. You didn't like it? Everything's well, so fresh. It just was like... He felt like it was overpriced. It was overpriced. Well, because they didn't have Twix bars, probably. I bet they had a Twix, <laughs> but they were organic. <laughs> He's like one of those guys where you try to feed him healthy food. He just he, he refuses. It's like a dog that you try to give good food to, and mm-hmm. they just want old school kibbles of bits or something. Yeah. <laughs> give me the kibbles, man. What, what are those burgers that you give the dogs? Gaines burgers. <laughs> Ga- Gaines burgers and puppy chow. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, uh, sorry, thank you for calling, but uh, we'll have to, you know. Phones are ringing off the re- reach, it, reach us another day. Mm-mm-mm. I hope my family still enjoys themselves. Tomorrow. How many, how many times can you whip me already? We have tomorrow. Do you know Nelson's middle name? Uh, nope. It's Native American, actually. Is it? Mm-hmm. Incompetu. Okay. I got you. It's for incompetence. I know what it stands yeah. for. <laughs> Joshua Incompetu Nelson. I know what it stands for. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. <laughs> Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your night. Nikki, do you got anything before we get out? <sighs> doctors. Doctors. <laughs> Parting words, doctors. Last thing you ever heard from Nikki D was just doctors. 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 Nelson, you got anything? Yeah, I didn't think so. TheBaileyShow.com, the Odyssey app, two good places to grab the podcast, social media, at Listen to the BS, Instagram, and also the Facebook. Incompetent. 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 I want to give you your Hawaiian name. Incompetent. Incompetent. You're overkilling the whip, dude. Learn how to use the sound effects. Stop. Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your night, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow at 3. Bye.